Litterbox Talking About Dumb Shit is a Falafel House production. Litterbox is an unfiltered podcast. We may talk about sensitive topics, including suicide. If this bothers you, this may not be the podcast for you. We will talk about anything, everything, and nothing. Batman's in six times the shape you are. What do you think you are going to do to me? If I punch you in the chest, that fucker skips a beat, and you are talking to whoever you believe in. Stop it. Just stop it. You are not that guy. Not that guy. You weren't, like I told him, you were the guy in high school who wore shiny suits. Stay that guy. (laughs) Stay that dude in the shiny suits, bro. Because right now, just because you joined the military doesn't mean you're not that guy. You're still that guy just trying to find yourself. Stop it. Stop that. You used to dress like Carol Burnett, bro. You are not that guy. Dude, and those were my shirts he was stealing to dress like Carol Burnett, too. You see? And there's things in life we need to accept, right? Like, I accept, even though I'm losing weight, I'm still fat, right? And I accept that. And I wear that as a badge of honor, that I'm still a big guy. And you know what? Wear that as a badge of honor, that even though you did all these things to change who you are, you got a motorcycle, you joined the army, I don't know what else you did, you got in a motorcycle club, you thought you were in a one percent. I don't know. At the end of the day, you still dress like Carol Burnett. You own that shit, and you be the best fucking Carol Burnett out there. So what? What right? do? What do you own, Ron? What about yourself? Do you, do you own? Do you say, "Hey, this is me"? No, I own. Yes. So I own that. No matter what, I'm always going to be a fat kid. I just accept the fact I'm a gimp, and I run with. Well, I hobble with it. Yeah. Can't they, exactly uh, what, run. I don't know if he. I think you already told me, but what what is wrong with your leg? They, they they don't know what's wrong. They're they're See? still trying to Don't figure you. it out. They don't need to figure it out. <laughs> you said that before. Uh, I, 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 I have. I mean, yeah. I mean, what is it? Is it painful when you walk? Or I what can't. Is it? I can't put any pressure on my left knee, and uh, it's painful to watch. It, it, yeah. Walk, walk. <laughs> and, and it's uh, <laughs> if I, if I'm walking a long period, like for several hours. It gets to the point where my left knee will not even support me anymore. Oh, unless so I'm wearing so your knee. knee. Yeah. I, oh, I have I have what and they you call clippophil syndrome. It's crazy that you say that because growing up, you weren't active. So it's not like you had a, a long football career or, you, 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 you know, any of these things. Well, and you yet did... you have injuries that would be sustained from someone who physically abused their body with full contact sports. Well, Jay, you you did start a trend of hitting me with cars because you were the very I first person. I wasn't per- going fast. Yeah, but you were the very first person to hit me with a car, and I've been hit five or six times since then. Granted, I married well, one of the women. As tall as you are, you should learn to jump. Okay, that's not <laughs> our fault. I used to be able to jump. Remember how I used to be able to hurdle the hood of the Cavalier? Or the, uh, See? But See now, what I did there? I struggle to You're I welcome. struggle to get up steps now. I found hidden talents. <laughs> I found things you didn't know you could do. That's the joy of this friendship. You were like, "Oh my God, what can I do?" And I was like, "Oh shit, look, I'm really bad at driving at the moment." And you were like, "That's okay, I could jump over this." And everybody was like, "Holy shit!" And then it was something. It became a thing. See that? I think it's all it's a, it's a perspective. It's a foul perspective, but it's a perspective. <laughs> 
And I think I think that's what matters the most is how we how we perceive it. That's how I perceive it. You perceive it as Jason hit you with a car, and I'm like, eh, eh. no, he didn't. He just found hidden talents that you didn't know you would have unless he was a shitty driver at that time. Because God knows, at 17, 18 years, 16, 17, I was a shitty driver. Yeah, I know. My Cavalier had proof of that from when you hit the fence with it at your dad's house. I didn't hit the fence. Mom's the fence house. hit the car. And Jason, you might have hurt him physically, but you hurt him more emotionally. Just want you to know that. Yeah. You know, I, I, I'm still I, I, emotionally was, scarred from that. It was, it was that. growing. We were growing together, you know? And when you're growing... That's part of growing pains. <laughs> exactly. You got physical, you got physical emotional. Physical growing got pains. Exactly. So it's exactly. just... It's, you know, it's it's what, what part of the pain that he was in for that moment. You know, it was, it was... It was... It was... We lived and we learned. You know what I learned? Don't hit people with cars. And you want to know? You know what Nick lived with? Getting hit by a car. <laughs> he should have got out of the car and yelled at him. I thought you were going to jump. Seriously, that's I'm what happened. Sure. I think, I, I don't even know if I've ever stopped. What, what happened? Uh, what happened was. Yeah, like I, Rios... I think I would like hit him and then like he would bounce off and we'd laugh and then I would like go around the neighborhood again. Yeah. You're like, I'm, I'm late from returning my blockbuster for video. I can't stop. <laughs> I got like 15 minutes left before they charge me extra. And I already rewound this thing. I got to get it back while I can. I put forth the effort. Because uh, Rios thought that I was going to jump out of the way. I thought Rios was going to stop. And we were both wrong. See? That was a learning process. <laughs> what did we learn? That neither one of us knew shit. Yeah, that neither one of us is good at making decisions. Right. I thought... You know, hey, he's going to move, and you thought I was going to stop. We were wrong. But we learned. We learned not to trust each other in that <laughs> aspect of life. And sadly, we lesson. still put trust in each other in that aspect of our life repeatedly over yeah. and over again. Exactly. It's deep. It goes deeper. You just have to look at it. That's like, probably like how... Again, like I say this perspective, when I met my wife, I told her, this is a give-and-take relationship. And everybody would say, this is a give-and-take relationship. And I would be like, yeah, she gives it to me, and I take it. Right? So whatever she bought me... I took it. Now, if I say it's a give and take relationship, you're like, oh, it's, you know, back and forth. Wrong perspective. The perspective is she gave it to me and I took it. Give and take. That's how it works. I, I still say that to this day. I wish, it's a give and take relationship. I wish the second marriage, she would have saw it that way. We, when we I, split, I she wanted to take back everything she gave me. My second marriage. Oh, well, my second marriage was my first marriage. I'm sorry. When, yeah. when, when Annie tried to take back all the stuff she gave me i was like i'm the indian giver here not you you're white yeah you can't just be doing that it's a give and take give or take bro like, and I, you already took I my take... land now you want my bike I, I, that's how i like to work it my wife looks at me kind of funny you know but... well she always looks at you kind of funny she does you see but this is what i did this was my idea right when we got together i was very rude Right. And people were like, oh, my God, how could you be that way? And there was a reason for this. I was extremely rude so that she knew up front that I was an asshole. Right. So, like, as soon as we started talking and dating, I not in a mean way, just to clarify that, because people always look at me crazy when I say this, because I still do it to this day. I call her bitch. We start arguing or we start talking back and forth. And I say, with all the endearment, trust me, when I say, bitch, fuck you talk about. And everybody's like, oh, my God, <laughs> he really just said that to you. I would smack the shit out of him. And she's like, he's been doing that since day one. Exactly. So that when it comes into conversation another time and I decide to yell out, bitch, who the fuck are you talking to? She's not surprised by it. Perspective. Perspective. Okay. 
my therapist says the same thing to me, so don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I perceived that my first wife was Satan and that I wouldn't have got as far as I did, but I didn't. Again, perception. Well, you gotta admit, she, she, she did a really good job of hiding her horns and tail. You know... Yeah, yeah, but you know what I enjoy more now? So now... Well, when the devil I, comes back, it's gonna they're not going to look like that. They're going to be in human form, so she could have been. She's ahead of the game. She's an overachiever. I like to... So now that I don't I don't bite my tongue, right? Because before I would bite my tongue because of my kids, right? I don't want my kids to see me saying anything crazy, and so I just told the kids, you know, I'm not going to do that. But now they're adults, so I'm like, check this out. I hate her. And I hope she chokes on a piece of cake. So now I could like tell them. So now I have more fun, like when I'm on like Facebook and stuff. And one of those things come up, and they're like, "Oh, if you could tell yourself something in the past, what would you go back and tell them?" And I'm always writing like, "That bitch is trash. Leave her the fuck alone." Like I get to have the fun now that if they do see it, oh well, they're old enough, and I'm not biting my tongue. So well, this is really fun for me. If I could go back 25 years, first thing I'd tell myself: Rio's ain't gonna stop. If I can go back 25 years, I would tell myself to invent Google. <laughs> Everything else I'm going to fuck up. Screw oh, wait, that no, Amazon. I got to tell me not to talk to the devil. <laughs> but I would invent. I would, t- I would at least, I would, I would, no, I would tell myself something. Yo, Facebook, snatch that shit up. I, w- I mean, something. I got to set myself up for the next couple of years. <laughs> Be friends with Mark, uh, whatever his name is. Zuckerberg. Yeah. No, that was the thing. He had no. He had no friends. That's why he was like the way he was. He had those. They went two guys, and he betrayed them. So. Yeah, I don't. I don't want to be cool with Zuck. He he stabbed you in the back. See, the, the the thing is though, knowing what you know now, you know to stab him in the back first and keep it all for yourself. I, I would, you know, I, I would. It would be something to that effect. <laughs> I would tell me, hey, bro, look out for this and make yourself some damn money. And while you're at it. When that freaking beast honks the horn on you on the ABC streets, just keep going to Mark's house. Fucking put your ego away, stupid, and keep going. But, you know, that didn't work. Is that how you, y'all met? That's how I ran back into her. She was in my mm, science, biology class. That's how I knew her. <laughs> but then when I came home from military school, I was going to Mark's house and ran into her. And which, I, I want to blame Mark. Because he told me to go hang out. Um, and then I ended up hooking up with her because I made a bet with Mark. So I kind of, sh- it was just my arrogance that got me in trouble, honestly. Um, but eh, you live and you learn. Now I get to make fun of her. So I guess it's a payoff. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. Yeah, yeah, you know, perspective. <laughs> I suffered for 18 years, but, you know, at the very end, well, longer than 18 years since the boys are a couple years apart, but still. When, when Nathan turned 18, I actually told her, I'm done serving my, my, my prison sentence with you. You can go to hell. I never got to talk to you again. <laughs> and then she, like, tried to, like, throw it back at me. Like, yeah, well, I felt the same way. And I was like, that's really funny because that was corny as fuck. You didn't even say it like you meant that. You said it just because I did. Well, like, well, what about well, you? Back to you, uh, too. Yeah, 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 right back at you. I was like, okay, yeah, that was great. Great comeback. Like, you really felt that way. Uh, no, go away. I, uh, I, I served. I, no. My my days of suffering are over. So now somebody else could deal with Satan. So Ron, I have a question for you. Yeah. 
What what do you do for a living anyways? I don't have any clue. Okay, I'm going to make a guess because I thought I knew this. I thought I knew this, so I'm going to say it. And if I'm right, I'm right. And if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. I want to say Ron works for a bank. I say a, a restaurant kitchen. Thank you. It's going to be neither, but here we go. It's neither. It's, I work uh, for a cigar shop. Oh, damn. That's even damn, cooler. I didn't see that coming. No. I thought it was definitely going to be a bank. I don't know why. <laughs> no, I did. I worked for Chase years ago. Ha! Okay, great. So that might <laughs> be... Yeah, yeah, it was still going to pass, but I've been working at the cigar shop for about five years now. Oh, sweet. How do you like that? I love it. I don't have a day I don't want to go to work you know Damn. That's the best i like feeling. cigars and yep that's that is sweet. the best feeling in the world when you want to physically be there it makes such a difference it's so much Love better the only time i didn't like it and it wasn't work related it was during the pandemic where we had to tell everybody to put their mask on you had to hear a science lesson for the next five minutes a political yeah. message for the next five after that and like i'm just trying to ring you up dude like <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no, definitely, definitely. Um, I'm complaining to you, and I'm like, you have to wear it for like five or ten minutes, you're in the store, I have to wear it for eight hours straight, so. Oh my god. FedEx, FedEx, their theory on it was, if you get COVID, keep it to yourself, we don't want anybody else knowing you got it, just come to work and avoid everybody. So, I ended up, so when we moved here, I was a stay at home dad, because my wife was a traveling nurse, that's how we... She took the traveling nurse position so that we could move here. And they honestly pay traveling nurses amazingly. Yeah. Um, so I could stay home. We couldn't pay our, we were paying our bills and couldn't spend money fast enough because, but she was working crazy. So uh, my ego got the best of me and I felt like I wasn't doing enough. So I wanted to go back to work. Well, she got hurt and it just so happened um, Julian's godmother and um our best friend she ran um an internet sales company for um, a dealership and she had one day just posted she was looking for someone and i was doing what i do best which is just talk crap on the internet and she hired me she just messaged me and said if you're gonna come get this job just fill out the application and shut up already <coughs> like that was literally how i got hired i think we went in the next day I filled out the application and I became a car salesman for five years and I have never in my entire life loved the job as much as I did that one. No day was a bad day. It was amazing. I loved it. I loved talking to people. I loved, I just loved it. It was just, it was just great. When COVID came, because it is a family owned building uh, business, I was lucky that the owner, a uh, super cool guy, love him to death. He called my boss and he said, um, tell Jason to go home and work from home. I'm not going to be responsible. She said, the last thing I want to do is him come into work and get sick and something happened to his son. I'm going to feel responsible and I'm going to feel horrible. When, so the whole pandemic, I just worked in my game room. When COVID hit, I was working for myself as an independent cor- uh, courier driver. So once everything went into shutdown, I was labeled a... a uh... Essential. Yeah, so... I just kept working, and, and only only thing d- different for me was I didn't have to deal with the customers. I could just leave the shit on their porch and bounce. Right. I, I, de- I delivered. Was out for some COVID, but she worked some COVID. I uh, I delivered a, a like two thousand dollar printer. I just left it on a dude's front porch. 
He's like, you're going to just leave it here? I was like, I don't know if you have COVID. You don't have, you don't know if I have COVID? Have a good day. Just left it sitting there. That felt so good. Like, what are you supposed to do? Hook it up? <laughs> it's like, hey, I'm not going in your house. I'm delivery. I'm not freaking Greek Geek Squad. What are you doing? Exactly. Down with that all was that the best part about that job because then I could I could avoid people and they couldn't say nothing about it because they were telling us to avoid people. It's like, oh my God. This That's is how great. I live my life. <laughs> I know, right? I work from home, so um, it was. Yeah, I would just go downstairs, close my game room door, and obviously nobody was really buying cars. Like, the last couple, those months were great. Don't get me wrong. I was still making great money. But it was like, in the morning, there wasn't a lot of people. Or I would do all my work super early, and since I'm home, I would just play games. I would just play games. I would just, just put my phone down. My buddy would message me, hey, there's a, you know, customer. And I would jump on it if it was his or it was mine, depending. Beyond that, I, like, I beat, like, four games. Like, I just sat home and played games and got paid. But it was all, I was still doing my job. Like, they had no complaints. Um, and then we went back to work in the building. That was awesome. Money was great. And then the bottom fell out with all the, rep- I guess, you know, all the back of cars and chips and, all the stuff that came from COVID and everything being shut down. Now we're a struggling world. Why well, were we in Texas still and we weren't shut down long? Like, Virginia, we opened back up and then... That's because COVID fears Texas. What, what was that? I said that's because COVID fears Texas. Texas fears well. Texas. We're not going to talk <laughs> about Texas right now. Virginia opened the got to. <laughs> And at the time... The, the the governor was a doctor. He's actually my son's neurologist. He was before he became governor, and he is now that he's out of being governor. He was uh, my son's doc, um, uh, uh, doctor. Now he's the governor. So when he was the governor, he really like when he shut us down. It was because it was necessary. But people were getting mad, and I'm like, y'all know he's a doctor, right? So at least him shutting it down comes from a medical standpoint it's not a political standpoint this is from somebody who knows like it's it's just not a party thing it's not a the statehood thing like this dude's a doctor so at the very least if he shuts us down i'm, I'm gonna be cool with that like i feel he has the background to really pull that plug um more than any other state because he is a, you know an acting doctor um, dr acula yeah but now i don't know what to call him i don't dr. know what to call him. I don't know if I call him Doctor Governor, Governor Doctor, because <laughs> um, I, I, like like when you're president, you're president, you're still president, whatever for forever. So I don't know if that works the same way for governor. Um, so we'll like when Google he that. has an appointment in my phone, it says you know doctor's appointment with Doctor Governor. It always does because I don't know what the hell to call him. And then I when I see him, yeah. And then when I see him, I just refer to him as I, like I don't refer to him by anything. I just talk to him. I just use pronouns because. I don't know if he's doctor or he's governor or is he both. I don't know how that works. We'll have to Google it for you. I've never been in that. Persp- I've never had that that situation until now. So, uh, I, you know, if anybody has that experience, let me know. My wife laughs at me all the time. <laughs> She's like, "You still do it?" I'm like, "Yeah," because we had that conversation. What do you call him? I don't know. Is he still governor? I mean, I don't know. You learned it. That was your title. I don't know. I don't know how that works. Yeah, I, I, I don't know because most people use being a governor as a jumping board to towards president. He went right back to being a doctor. Yep. That's the right kind of dude. Doctor. That's the kind of dude you 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 uh, 
root for because he ain't a politician. He, he... I didn't even know he was running for governor at the time. He was Julian's doctor. Everything was great. And my wife said to me, you know, he's 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 you know, he's going for governor. And I was like, what? And we were like, all right, well, he got our vote. You know what I mean? <laughs> Just because we knew him on, as, as, as his doctor. And he was mad cool. So we were like, yeah, well, we're rocking with him. And then he, you know, he lost. And uh, it's now, he was, I'm guessing he was Democrat because we lost to a Republican. So, um, and he went right back to being a doctor. And I was like, sweet. Welcome back. Everybody runs for office, but I think they should walk. <laughs> I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to be there too fast either. I agree. Yeah. Take your time. Yeah, yeah, because when you get there, that's when the real shit show happens. And he probably got involved in politics and goes, ah, it's dirty in here, I'm getting out. <laughs> I'd rather go deal with, with sick people. Cause it's, it's a lot. You know, it is. There's sicker people in here than there are in the office. Yeah, he's like, I'd rather go down here and deal with it. At least I know what's wrong with this person. I don't know what was wrong with these guys. I'll go over here and take care of this and find a freaking cure. They go down a couple notches. I mean, it's uh, <laughs> not a cure for the government. You, yeah, you ever I mean, I'm pretty sure he took a hit in pay, but not by much. You know, he's a honestly, it was probably a, be, being a governor was probably a, a drop in his pay. Yeah, yeah I could only imagine. Because being, I mean, being I, a neurologist, I he probably made feels. a lot more. Like you were like staying at the governor's, right? You got like a governor mansion, in, right? They don't live in their own home. I don't know. I should have paid attention in school. Most he, stayed, he stayed at Trump Tower. <laughs> oh, yeah. He was charged four times as much. <laughs> now, yeah. most, most politicians make their money from other side or trading and they do their job. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, you ever see the, that movie with uh, Eddie Murphy, uh, Distinguished Gentleman? Yes. It's been so long. That movie should be mandatory watching for all kids taking political classes in high school. I was. I actually just saw something about that movie, uh, like two days ago. That was that was probably the most accurate portrayal of American politics ever in a movie. I don't even know if you. Oh my God, could you imagine making a movie now? T.L. used to say that he wanted to be a politician because then he could he could be a legal uh, crook. And it's like, mm-hmm. yeah, he's not wrong. Not wrong. All the shit also another movie. They're supposed to make another RoboCop, weren't they? They're supposed to be. No, no, I'm saying. Yeah. You're talking about something to watch. Yeah. You're talking about something to watch, RoboCop, because for, for real life, in that movie, the criminals, they were trying to make the neighborhoods really bad so they could buy up the property. And that's what's going on now. I don't know if you heard of BlackRock before, but they're buying up all this property. Oh, yeah. They're going in and buying up all these bad areas, building them back up, and starting yep. to own a lot of property. Oh, yeah. All the gentrification, if you will. Right? Yeah, yeah they I just saw that they're getting involved with Ukraine. They're trying to buy up all the land in Ukraine that's been bombed and stuff like that. So they're almost like the uh, the Bill Gates who buys up all the farms. It's almost like was it, that version. Wasn't like, like BlackRock, weren't they like a a security firm? Yeah. Aren't they a security firm? Yeah. They're, 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 they're rental soldiers. Property. Yeah. I'm surprised I even know that. But... And that's why I love living in my swamp, because ain't nobody trying to move into my swamp. Ain't nobody trying to gentrify a swamp. Them gators. <laughs> <laughs> he got you there. Well, yeah. He'll take a look. He's like, eh, there's lumbies there. We'll, we'll, we'll go to the next county over. There's white people that's there. The They'll sell us. That's the I like yeah. about living here in, in, in VA, even though, you know, we still deal with our own government stuff, it being a commonwealth. They, they really... They're, 
they they're not they're not as welcoming as you would assume. <laughs> like they like their shit the way it is, and they're gonna keep it that way. Um, where we used to live in Chesapeake, they have been voting. My wife said for forever now to open up Section Eight houses, and they're like, "You can kiss my ass. How about that?" And they have continued for years to vote go to hell. Like no. We're not for it. We can make our money another way, and this isn't going to be it. So, no, suck my ass. And they've been fighting it. Like, they're savages with it. They're like, the poor people stay over there in, Nor- in Norfolk. And the one thing I do like about Virginia, right, and I thought about it today when we went out. So here, there's no liquor stores. The ABC stores, they got them. There's too. ABC stores. So I thought about that in the aspect of us being a dundalk, right, and me growing up in New York City. There's a liquor store on every block, yeah. sometimes two. And look how that affects where we lived. And I see it now, looking here, that there's ABC stores. There's not a million of them on one block. Yeah. Like, and they're closed on Sundays. It's all through the state. So they're like, yeah, you can have this shit, but chill the fuck out. But then you also, the other side of the coin... Beer and wine is sold at Walmart and every grocery store and gas station. Yes, 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 yes. That is true. Which, but I, I still don't, still having the beer and wine, like I still don't see it as bad as when we lived in Baltimore. <laughs> like mm-hmm. I know people and that we know people who I've picked up in the morning to take somewhere. It's eight, nine o'clock at night and they smell like a Hennessy bottle. Yeah. Well, They've already hell, knocked them down. You you remember it, when I had that Taurus and I always kept that fully stocked uh, cooler in the trunk of the Taurus. And so so I, I think about it like now, the ABC store, yeah, I think the only time it's really busy is the holidays. Right? Because they, they're going to, yeah. You remind me, you're talking about smelling like Hennessy. I remember on the ABC streets on, I forgot which street, but I knew someone who lived, their neighbor teenager got pregnant they had a kid teenagers and they named their kid Hennessy. wow <laughs> see that like that's that rough is, dude that, 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 is that, child, that, that child is going to grow up and they're going to be the ruler right they're going to be the ruler they're going to they're going to sit in a hierarchy of dundalk with a name <laughs> like Hennessy. they're going to work at christina's okay they have no choice it was written okay this is like a verse in the bible it's been written they're going to dance with christina's and they're going to be part of the hierarchy to run the ABC streets. You have no choice. You're not going to get a lawyer named Hennessy. <laughs> so be realistic. There's not going to be Esquire, you know, Hennessy Jones Esquire. Not happening. Hennessy is not Why going to be you... representing me. Like, who wouldn't talk them out of it? Like a grown-up saying, hey, it's not a good idea, dude. Like, because you want to know why that didn't get talked out of? Because it's we went through. Because Gen X, because we, we got we to gotta take some blame, right? I know Gen X was was a rare breed of a generation. We were latchkey kids. You know, we had the whole, it's 10 p.m., do you know where your kids are? We had all that, right? But a lot of Gen Xers had kids at young ages, so it was kids raising kids. And then those kids, unfortunately, had kids at young ages. So it just was never an actual adult. We were still growing with our children. So when it got to our point where some children had, you know, they had, you know, Gen Xers had kids, and those kids had kids, we were all still growing with them. So when somebody said, I'm going to name my child Hennessy, there wasn't that, that, that click to say, that's stupid. Because we were all still kind of growing with our kids. 
I, I think that I think we skip that when people talk about generations like Gen X. Well, yes, we were badasses. It was like, worse than Baltimore because remember the the slogan for a while was the Baltimore to the city that reads and everybody yeah. would write the city that breeds because oh <laughs> all the teenage pregnancy was high. Oh my god, that that That's is true. a slogan. I don't know who came up with that slogan, but I hope they never. I hope that career was the end right there. Yeah, because I mean, Baltimore, the city that reads. It's like they they had they had the lowest graduation <laughs> yeah. rate in the entire state. Yeah, no. <laughs> you can't even read the bench that says it. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Ba 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 Baltimore. I know that word. I know that no. word. That's the name of the city we live in. For me, that's where it didn't work. It definitely skipped. Oh my god, I wouldn't go there. It pains me. It literally pains me. It does. But it is what it is. But yes, so knowing someone in the in, in that area named Hennessy seems par for the course. Yeah. Well, when, I wonder where they are right now. <laughs> Christina's. Jails. Well, when, when, Night uh, shift. When Destiny was born, TL's daughter... Her name was Destiny Alexis. I looked at Sarah, her uh, Destiny's mother. I was like, well, at least you know when she starts stripping, she doesn't need a stripper name. She's like, what do you mean? I was like, well, you gave her her stripper name at birth, Destiny Alexis. Or, or, worse that it may be, porn star. <laughs> or porn star. Gotta yeah. look at these things. Gotta look Only at these fans things. nowadays. <laughs> Listen, the way things are going, bro, I told my wife. I, I get it. She's a working woman. She's a professional. She's going to school for, I want to say it's her master's now. But I told her, you're going to need to start getting pedicures. I'm going to start taking pictures of your feet and potatoes, salad and shit. And I'm posting them online because we need the income. <laughs> you're going to have to squish some peanut butter or something, girl. We're going to have to make this work. You get your toes done. You get little trees, whatever these, and we're going to post this shit. And we're going to make this damn money. It ain't sexual. It ain't nothing. Nobody even got to know she. I, I worked with a guy in Baltimore. This is like early, what was um, late, early 2000s anyway. I worked with him and he was saying there's a guy who would pay him $1,000 a month to leave his camera on, face on his bed and just watch him sleep. He said he didn't have to do anything weird, just go to sleep. And the guy paid him $1,000 to do that. And he did it. <laughs> he now, to anyone, that sounds like a win-win, right? You get the G-stack, and all you did was sleep. And that was cool. Here's my thing. There's a lot that goes into this. How did that guy approach him, first of all? Hey, man, want to make $1,000? That right there is sketchy. Yeah. I'm a little it was bit... <laughs> he said he met him online. So now, what chat, chat, chat room are you in? And now my you tell is... me, you, how do you sleep? <laughs> my question is, what chat room were you in? To meet somebody to make that proposition. I'm sure they weren't re reading Bible verses. <laughs> no, that was not. Well, you'd be surprised. Let's go ahead and get to that because okay. some of the nastiest folk be in church. Some of the nastiest folk they they there you know what, what? they there on Sunday, but what? come Monday through Friday, boy, they a whole other person. What, what, they actually uh... remember that meme like right, I came into for church to finish so I can yell at the waitress. Exactly. Exactly. What, what, like uh, was it Jerry Falwell or who was it? Him and his wife had a three-way love affair with some hotel pool boy in Miami or some shit like that. I forgot who it was, but I remember the story. <laughs> who did? 
It was one those of those TV big guys, tel- televangelists. Uh, TV preachers. I mean, hell, those oh, TV shit. preachers, they ain't See, real. Yeah, there'd just be a whole lot of nasty going on. <laughs> but at the end of the day, I mean, honestly, I think for, listen, for a G-bar, I'll sleep on my head. I mean, <laughs> res- respectfully, but I'm going to have to take something to put me to sleep because it's a little bit creepy that you're watching me. But my thing is this, if he knows his computer, he leaves his camera on, he, he probably knows his bedroom inside out. Why don't you if he gets his address? You know what I'm saying? And takes it further. And, you know what I'm saying? That's, Especially that sounds like some sort of thriller movie. Straight straight yeah, from see, life. Like you mentioned that. Like, I don't know why. You said now he knows his room. And like the first thing that popped in my head, like the room is dark, he's asleep, and all of a sudden somebody pops up near the fucking closet door. <laughs> yeah. That's oh, what okay. I thought, dude, when he told me that. Like, that's all right, creepy. so I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you real life story. Nick, I hope this fucker's recording because this is gold. Y'all not going to believe this, but I swear to you on everything on this earth, this is 100% true, and it happened to me. Okay? Here we go. So, before I met my wife, I was dating this young lady. Is that the one in Hartford County? What happened? Yes. Okay, okay, Okay. psycho. So, so, uh, I I was dating her, I met my wife, we're going to fast forward years, okay? So, uh, my wife was living in in, in Puerto Rico, I had an apartment on Dog Dog Avenue. Um, and the ex-girlfriend decided to go full on, uh, fatal attraction. And I wish I was kidding with you guys, but I wasn't. One day I get a phone call and it sounds like a robot on the other side telling me to come downstairs because you had to be, uh, brought into my building. And they were like, come downstairs. I want to see you, but it sound like a fucking transformer. So I was like, listen here, Megatron, I'm not afraid to, but if I go down there and you're not there, I'm gonna be pissed off. Right. So I call my cousin. And he tells me, keep your ass upstairs, stupid. Even though he's laughing at the Megatron comment, he was like, because you might get killed. You don't know what the hell's going on, right? So um, my wife, she comes back from Puerto Rico, and she's at my house. House was cleaned top to bottom. Psycho girlfriend was at my house, okay? Psycho girlfriend took off her undergarment. Y'all following this? Yeah. And hid them in my closet. Wife is home. Jason's at work, she's in the house cleaning, and finds said undergarment. What the fuck is this? Who the hell? Fatal attraction, this bitch done hid her undergarment in my home. Psycho. Okay? Full-on psycho. So my wife and I, we get past that, and we move. We, we're still at this house. We go out one night. When we come home, psycho girlfriend broke back into my apartment, and this time took a picture frame and put a picture of her and I, I believe in it, or it might have been my wife and her, and sat it in front of my television. Well, damn. She's more psycho <laughs> so than we, I thought she was. So listen, so then we move. We move, we leave this apartment, and we move to Halliburton East. Okay? Got a whole nother freaking apartment. And she, um, there was, we had a, a, a house flooded, right? And she went to the house, my wife's at school, I'm at work. She goes to the house while the people are there, you know, steam cleaning and changing our carpet. And she just perceives that, hey, how y'all doing? I live here, blah, blah, blah. They don't know no better. And she's leaving lovely photos and whatever through our house. All these little random trinkets. Talk about psycho, bro. There you go. Fatal attraction. So this dude did $1,000, and that's the first thing I thought of when you said that shit. True story. Happened to me all the way until I moved. It's been six years, and every now and then, just like herpes, that bitch comes back. (laughs) 
full on psycho, bro. Full on freaking psycho. <laughs> I remember she, I, I remember her, and I remember she was psycho, but I didn't know she was, like, super stalker, uh, lifetime movie stalker. Dude, it went from, like, to, like, secret agent to full-on uh, stalker psycho. Um, yeah. Yep. Yep. Stole. I had I had a Dirk Nowitzki uh, jersey, a real one. Spent a shitload of money on this jersey. It was in perfect condition. I never wore it. She stole it. Just that... came to my house, went through my drawers, saw the jersey, and just yeet, took the whole jersey, bro. How much you want to bet she's still sleeping in it every night? Bro, it took me months. It took. I don't, it might have even been longer than months. The one day I was looking for it because it was a brand new jersey. It was. It looked like it was brand new, right? That's what you want, right? Because people retire, and what you want is that perfect freaking jersey. No tears, no strings, nothing. Actual NBA jersey. Gone. While I'm in my house yelling, the wife, you see my jersey? I don't know where my basketball jersey is. And I'm going through drawers. I get a message. I have your jersey. Damn, she had your house bugged and everything. Yes. Stole my damn Dark no whiskey jersey, bro. Just yeet. Whole jersey. You know what that jersey could be worth right now? Enough to get your neon fixed. Listen, we don't talk about that, okay? Don't do that. <laughs> you leave that car alone. She's been sitting for two years and it, it hurts. Well, hell, I got mine I got mine started the other day and uh, I turned it off and I ain't been able to get it started again. Oh, man. I I I I have most, most parts that I need to fix it. Um, but it's sad for now. Well, this makes it two years, so it's sad for a year. I'm I'm afraid that I'm going to need more because it's sad for a year. I need to walk my ass to my cousin's junkyard and pull what I need. Oh, I'm just trying to take mine to a shop and have them do it. It's above my pay grade, and I necessarily don't have the time. Well, the junkyard's but... walking distance from my house, so you've seen the, you've seen the pictures I sent you. Right. Well, no. Mm-hmm. I don't have nothing near my own. Old people. That's a, it's in my neighborhood. So I know we asked this question the other day. How did Ron end up in Texas? <laughs> the well, world wants to know. Who wants to know? The world wants the world. to know. Especially oh, me and Jay. Don't care. Um, <laughs> I was I was with someone at the time, and they were in the military, and they got stationed here. Oh, okay. So I came with them. And I ended up staying, so. <laughs> oh no! Like that's like my wife. She was stationed. She was stationed in Texas, and then they moved here to Virginia, and she fell in love with Virginia, and then they were gonna leave again. They were gonna get stationed in Guam, which I was. That was probably the most interesting thing I think she told me about all their military things. I was like, you be in Guam, and then I was trying to figure out what language they would have spoken in Guam. <laughs> I don't know this shit because I'm an idiot. But then. Uh, you know, her parents, they were, her and her sister loved living here and they were going to graduate here. So her dad, they retired here. Um, and that's how I ended up here, uh, because this is where they retired at. Um, and this is where she grew up at for the most part, uh, middle school on. So that's how I ended up here. So pretty much military, just the same. Yeah. But my, uh, the, the kicker is the day after we got here, she broke, broke up with me. So then I was stuck in a town. I didn't know anybody. And, uh, 
Well, got his job and then moved out and built from there. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That's foul. I'd have been pissed. Well, I'd hell. Pissed. Could have been problems. My son's mother got into her. She she conned me and in, back into a relationship with her while she was living in Missouri, dead broke, about to be homeless. Convinced me to bring her ass back to North Carolina. Convinced me to get a house big enough for her and the kids. Got her, got her to Carolina. Didn't move into the house right away. It took a couple months before we got a place. Blah, 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 etc. She broke up with me the week that we moved into the house. So I lived in that house with her for over a year after we broke up. Ain't no up. way. Ain't no way. My, Ain't no way. Well, my dumbass did it basically because I got to see my son every day. I love them babies, but ain't no way. <laughs> That mm. ain't no way. Even though my wife and I now we we made a vow uh, when we started dating that if we ever got married and for whatever reason got divorced, that we would let whoever we ended up marrying next, if it came to, let them know ahead of time that we're gonna cheat on them with each other. <laughs> like, I, like just so you guys know, we were kind of upfront about that. In fact, that was one of the things like we had laid down early on um, that we would have an affair with each other if we got divorced. Um, at that point, it's just cheaper to keep her. But the other way around. I don't know what the statement is if it's a guy. Because I can't say it's cheaper to keep her. Because I'm a stay-at-home dad. She's a worker. What I had was, I had a five-year plan. I'll give you the five-year plan. She was just looking at me. The five-year plan was, she's always been in the medical field. So when she got to the top of the ladder, she would have an affair with a doctor. Right? So she was doing cardiology at the time. So she would have had an affair with a, cardi- a cardiologist, but it would have to have been like a Jewish cardiologist who doesn't want people to know he had an affair with a period, number one, or with a Hispanic woman. So he's going to do everything he can to hide said affair. And that's where my retirement plan kicked in. And the that sad thing is Jason going has... to pay for me. Yes, he was going to take care of me for the rest of my life. So it didn't come out. That he had an affair, let alone with someone who wasn't Jewish. That was my plan. Now, that was that was my five-year plan. We've been together now going on 16 years. So I have to re-update my plan. And I, I have one. She's Like I said, she's in school for her master's, so she'll be in the management. So that's even better. So that means she can get up there with somebody who's, like, running the hospital. Top flight. We just need to make sure it's somebody who doesn't want them to know I had an affair with a Hispanic woman. Boom. I'm taken care of for the rest of my life. It's kind of what my plan is. It's what I've been holding on to all these years. But we'll see. We're coming back, to, we're coming back to this in five years to revisit this subject. Yeah, no, I always, I, I got I to gotta constantly update it. I feel like, you know, that's the best way to achieve this goal is I, I have to constantly update it. Um, you know, that's where I'm going. She hates me to tell that story. Uh, I think I need to stop telling it, and it'll happen, right? Because I feel like, even though, like, they say, you know, speak it into fruition, make it happen. And I've been doing this, man. 16 years, I've been speaking mm-hmm. this into fruition. Hasn't happened yet. Hell, um, my... So, your plan can get its license now. I'm going to draw back on talking about it, and I'm just going to wait for the text message of I slept with my boss, and I'm going to be like, let's get it. I've lived a good life. Now you got to give me this lifestyle. I looked at it in a couple places here in Norfolk by the water. You know, nice, 
big old condos and loft apartments and stuff by the water. Damn, Rios is... Rios is real estate shopping for his plan. Yeah, I got a plan, bro. This isn't a thought. It started as one, but this is a plan. And I owe this plan and the breakdown to my ADHD and hyperfixating on it for so many years. So I have all the details, bro. I have all the details. I have everything worked out. I'm, no surprises. Um, you know, maybe she has an affair with a woman. And she doesn't want people to know that she's gay. Dude, this could go so many ways. But at the end of the day, I'm going to get paid. Well, let her know if she has an affair with a woman, you need to record it, because at least you can blackmail her and then sell the video. Exactly. Nick, this isn't the plan. Oh, Kogan's in the background. He don't want the video released. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can make a series. And, you know, listen, we know as men that doctor and nurse porn goes a long way, bro. That, that's a market. Yeah. I'm good. And doctor you know? and porn, doctor and nurse lesbian porn. Oh, exactly. And then I throw in the whole foot thing with the peanut butter. Bro, <laughs> I'm telling you, I'm living. You're, you're, I'm living. you're retired at that point. Exactly. I kind of been writing it down, you know, keeping notes. She went back to school. Oh, that's great. You know, she's back in class. What I need. This is good. You know, higher. This is we're gonna put her in a higher tax bracket. People are like, oh, you know, you guys are going to afford more. No, I just have a greater chance of her having an affair with someone who doesn't want it to get out, and I can blackmail them. And my goal, since she worked at Hopkins, and they told me that I was never going to see her again. I was like, there it is. It's going to work. It's going to happen. Shit. My five, she tells me I'm an idiot, but... My five-year plan was to live in the same house for five years, because you've been always telling me, I mean, for how long have you been telling me I need to plant roots and, and stay plant settled? Roots. This is my second house in Virginia, which is great. I lived in the same house five years, and we've been at this house. I've, li so. I've lived in this house a grand total of probably four years, but that four years has been spread out over an entire decade. Jesus. But I did live, yeah. I did live at one address for two full years, Rios. Well, no, it was one year and 11 months. Well, that's a, that's a record. That is a record. Which leads us into Ron's question from the other day. How did you end up my roommate? Uh, if I remember correctly, I was living at was Lisa's there. mother's house. And it was, well, you know how Lisa and her mother are when they're when you're living under the same roof, roof with them. Just because Marcus spent a lot of time in that same situation. Right. Anyways, uh, I didn't want to move back to my mother's house. And I, I was choosing to live in my cab in my uh, Taurus, and and you told me if you don't live if you don't if you don't uh, move here, I'm telling your mother you're homeless. I see. And then, fun story, Ron, and a life lesson that I learned at a young age with Nick. One, you should not leave us alone with children. Bad idea. Horrible idea. Number one. Number two. The reason why is we gave. My son, who at the time was probably two years old, oh my god, we gave him a double chocolate donut. The Krispy Kreme day. And chocolate milk. <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> he was Krispy running Kreme in had circles. Up on Bel Air Road. Nick went and got Krispy Kreme. We sat down in the living room, just ate donuts. He ate a double chocolate donut and chocolate milk 
he was doing laps. And then at the very end of his sugar high, the poor child, he stood, I still don't know what happened. He just flipped the hell out <laughs> and jumped in my arms, screaming, and then passed out, went to sleep. And he slept for like the whole day. That probably explains the root of a lot of his problems and who he is now. But at the end of the day, life lesson. Don't give kids that much sugar. Or, Even though I think I've probably done it a million times afterwards. Or maybe but just yeah. don't let your kids in the same room as as me and you and sugar. That was terrible. <laughs> and that, the worst part about I, it is we just sat there watching him. And then, then that, then Nick being my roommate for, wasn't that long? Not that's what I remember. Remember you, you didn't live with us that long. No, it was a couple um, months in that apartment and it was like a month in the uh, row home. Yeah. And then, so... Then that spawned, like, um, years later. It was years later. Right? No, it might make a year later. The phase, it might have been longer, where we started partying again and going to D.C. all the time. Yeah, it was uh, It was, It was. was while I was living in the apartments. Because I had started, it, well, it was about a year going. later. It was about a year later that you started going to Buzz. Because I had started going to Buzz yeah. at the time I was living at the apartment. No, I was, yes. in the, I was still living in the city the first time I went to Buzz. Right, but you would when you because I remember you went one time while living at the at the apartment. Yeah, because that's before I discovered Moronal when I I was going with Julie Oxler and somebody else. Right, and then a year later, uh, I left, and then we started. I started going with you guys to DC every Friday. Yeah, remember that time that we went to journey. Remember that time we went to. Uh, uh, Philly and I, I saw uh, I dropped acid and I saw Jesus driving a low rider. Yes. yes. Good times. That was that was within that that whole year. Of yeah. Me leaving and we going to DC all the time. Getting smacked yeah, in the face was... with a popsicle at a, and when Icy was spinning. Yep. Yep. <laughs> see, see, Ron, that that was a whole phase you missed. Mm-hmm. But before that phase happened, where I was roommates with Nick and the whole DC thing. Um, before I had my first son, that's when I hung out with your sister. Right before, oh, yeah, because she mm-hmm. was friends with my friend Angie and her cousin Billy. And they were always hanging out over there at her house. Mm-hmm. And that was, I think, like a year before that even all happened. So that was the time period when I was living down here or living in Pennsylvania. Yeah, that's the 360 degrees. Dundalk. <laughs> <laughs> Went to school with you, lived at Nick's house for my whole entire life, and years down the road, ended up hanging out with your sister. And like two months, three months into hanging out with your sister, I still swear I can't remember how you got mentioned, but I was blown away by it. <laughs> yeah, that's so, She she uh, accidentally I, left a picture you know, of I think I know how out. it happened. So I was I was at her house. And we were all at her house, and she, I think she found out that I knew you. Or, I don't know if she found out or whatever, but I remember she said to me, and, and I'm sorry, Ron, if you don't want this name, do you, do you want your nickname out there for when you were younger? Does it matter? That's fine. Yeah, I don't know. I'm going to ask. So, she said to me, oh my God, you know, uh, I think she said Fuzzy. Yeah. I think that's what I remember. And I said, who? <laughs> and then she was like, I was like, who? And she was like, my brother. And I was like, 
I, I, I don't know anybody about it. And she was like, Ron. And I was like, are you kidding me? And she was like, no. And I was, I, I, I don't know how that came about, but I do remember that. And at first, I, I, like I said again, I didn't know you by that name. So I was like, who the hell are you talking about, girl? <laughs> and that's when I found out that she was your sister. I was like, holy crap, small world. She was like, yeah. I, I, but I don't know how she found out. I don't know how she found out that I knew. That I don't know. And I don't know where you were at the time either. California, Chicago. I was in my I was in my 20s at that time, so I don't know where you were. Right in California. I lived there for a few years. Now, oh, how did okay. you end up in California? What was that? How did you end, up, you in end Cali? up in Cali? I transferred with my job. Was oh, that the bank? Okay. I worked for Ikea, and I transferred with them, and it was a pretty you easy. You say Ikea? Yeah. Oh, shit. Ikea, that's the goat. They're down the street from my house. <laughs> <laughs> my mom actually retired Ikea. I'll give the Swedes this. They have horrible directions, but they take care of their employees. <laughs> yeah, they I'll do. Give them that. They, they look out for their employees. I tell my mom that all the time. My mom's retired from there. She's been retired there for years, and she still has an employee discount. Damn. Uh, when she did work there, yeah, to this day, she has an employee discount, and she has an employee discount anywhere. It doesn't matter. She can come to Virginia and use her employee discount just the same. She just has to show the same badge that she used when she was an employee and scan it in and she gets her discount so that's dope and i remember when she was working there because she was a supervisor um and that's where she retired from when she was there like their christmas parties and stuff like they would give them like legit christmas gifts one year they gave my mom which i didn't understand why the hell they gave it to my mom uh but they gave her a brand new giant mountain bike damn like full-on yeah suspension forked out threw them a big party my mom and dad went I'll give Ikea that. They, they, their instructions suck and frustrate me, but they take care of their employees. Hell, they do that much. FedEx gave us a biscuit sandwich. <laughs> a single biscuit sandwich. Did they give you anything to drink with it? Damn, they trying Sweet to choke y'all out. And, and, and it's like, Merry Christmas. It's like, okay, you've just worked us 20 hours a day, six days a week for three months, and we get a biscuit sandwich. When I worked at the dealership... They gave us, we had awesome, like, Thanksgiving, Christmas parties. Uh, one year, I won a Sega Genesis. I was the happiest person in that entire day. <laughs> I saw it, I saw it, like, amongst the gifts, and I went to everybody I knew, and I said, listen, if you win at the raffle, you get that, you know, Sega Genesis, you let me know. I got you. I'll, I'll take it off your hands. And uh, my boss's brother was like, eat shit, I want it too. And then, like, we had the dinner, we had it all eight, and we laughed, and we played whatever, and then they were like, okay, we're going to give away. I was the first one, and I won the Genesis. I was like, ha, I got a that was, That's probably my favorite game system of all time, the Sega Genesis. I still, I have, I, I, uh, I have a problem. Yeah, I'm going to admit that now. Um, and I collect consoles. And uh, my wife, bless her heart, um, she supports my addiction. Um, but yeah, no, so I have, I have tons of consoles. And, and it's soon to grow some more. So I collected, so far I've collected every Xbox. Uh, I should have three of the five PlayStations, but I lost one moving. Uh, so now my collection will start working on, on PlayStations. Um, my, my son has a Nintendo 64. I have a Sega Dreamcast. We have a Nintendo Switch. Um, we have a regular Nintendo DS. We have a Nintendo 3DS. Uh, yeah, no, this house is, is, is definitely a house of... Uh, 
gamer nerds. And I have my Sega Genesis. And I have the little small retro Nintendo that came out. Um, that I camped out for because, you know, nerd shit. You, you got to camp out for things like that. I probably played more video games in the three months I'd lived with you than my entire life combined. So I have, I have, um, I probably have about, I have a good library because I love buying physical games just because I like to display the physical games. But over the years, I got rid of games because I didn't, at the time, I didn't think of it. You know, GameStop was still buying games at good money. So I was selling games to buy new games. Um, and I wish I didn't because I know my library would be a lot bigger. Um, but, but, but I, I've often said, and my mom makes fun of me. She says, well, you didn't have a childhood? No, I didn't. Okay, well, I did not have a childhood. And this is why I buy all these toys. Um, I, my wife and I, like, people ask, like, how much money do you spend in games? And we just tell them it's not a conversation that we want to have. Because you got to think about it. For the longest, it was me and the two older boys were gaming. So when a game came out at $60, we bought three of those when a console came out we bought three of those so um i worked for gamestop for a while and when i when i got the job i met the district manager of the one in baltimore super cool dude when you know we started talking whatever and i you know he, they ask you gamer questions right because that's your job they looked at my reward points and he, he he was he was taken back by how many reward points i had <laughs> he said how like how do you how? How do you have this many points? I said, dude, I buy three of everything. I don't buy... I can't I can't buy just one. First of all, I have two kids. They'll set each other on fire to play it. And I will beat up whoever won because I want to play it too. So we buy three of everything. <laughs> so for the longest... For the longest, I mean, you can imagine us. Four or five grand. Uh, just in Christmas alone, buying games. Just for, you know, three people. Now it's just me and JJ, but we... Probably, Probably spend the same amount of money. Mu- yeah. You know, but it's whatever. I'm home. <laughs> it'd be worse. I could have a, you know, I could be an alcoholic or something. At the very least, my addiction is in the room next to her. So, but yeah, no, I, I definitely have an addiction to to, uh, to games. Games and Iron Man are my addiction. Well, I, uh, I'm sitting in a room that's covered in Iron Man right now as we speak. I still have my die-cast cars, Hot Wheels, Hess trucks. I just don't spend money on them like I used to just because, well, I don't have the money. If I did, I still Run. would. Collections? Not really. I don't I know. I, I buy Blu-rays. You, pick, you buy what? Blu-rays. Blu-rays? Yeah. music. I still buy CDs too, but... You always listen to such great stuff. Stuff that, honestly, I would never... See, that was one of the coolest parts of being friends with you. So, of course, I was friends with everybody. That's that's just who I... I just... I love people. But one of my favorite parts of being friends with you when we were in school was... you Obviously, you weren't like all my other friends. So, you always had the greatest music that I would never come across. So, you honestly listened to the music that I, I was in Record and Tape Traders. Rest in Peace, Record and Tape Traders. That I wouldn't have thought to pick up. But then when I hung out with you and Ron and everybody, you guys would play it. And I would be like, yo, what the fuck is this? And it would get stuck. And it would, that was always that was always one of my favorite things for hanging out with you guys. Because you guys listened to stuff that I would never pick up ever in my life. One of the things that Mark and I still to this day quote, Big Vomit. <laughs> I still have that CD too. Are you serious? Yeah, dude. 
Oh my god! There's not a day goes by that Mark doesn't say something that triggers something in that whole entire thing, and we break out into song. That is hands down a staple. I tell you what, I'm almost positive that if I did it in front of my boys, we did it in front of our boys because they're older now, they could break into song because it literally became something that Mark and I did every single day without fail. I can call him right now, but like, yo, Mark, and start something and he'll finish it. And that became, that's you. That's you. When, when, when I ran, when I found you back on Facebook and I was like, yo, Mark, I found Ryan on Facebook. First thing Mark went to, big vomit. <laughs> First thing, which we have never, we would have never been exposed to if we didn't hang out at the original litter box. I would, they, all those, all those things that happen, uh, the Jerky Boys. I would have never been experienced. Oh I would have never known them if it wasn't for you guys, <laughs> right? Because I was at that point, all I listened to—not all I listened to—but my my main at that moment was I was listening to either Baltimore club music, I was listening to hip hop music of the '90s and the 2000s, and I was listening to R&B. What was popular for me coming from the city, and then hanging out with you guys, y'all listen to all. I was like, yo, what is this? If it wasn't for you guys, I wouldn't have found half of the stuff I found, the punk scene and, and things like the Jerky Boys and prank calls and all that stuff came from hanging out at the litter box. Hanging out with Adam and, and, and Matt Barco and like, I remember that like it was yesterday. I remember like being in my 20s and being in car clubs and driving down that street and be like, oh shit, that's where Jerry lived. He's <laughs> right there. Like, I know that like that was that was embedded in my head. Like, I could probably drive to Jerry's old house if it's still there or his old house but without like even thinking about it. Speaking of but CDs that was and it. everything, Jerry, I do believe you still owe me a Scott Henry CD. You know, I've looked him up on everything because that was honestly between that and Paul Oakenfold's Perfecto Radio that also got stolen, which I can't find that particular one ever. I can't find it again. I got a couple Oakenfold CDs searched. in my... Oh, okay, the so. one that I had that was that one is the one that had the trance remix to Baby I'm Gonna Leave You. And it was, oh my God, I love that CD. It was a two disc CD. I remember <coughs> the case is blue, but I can't remember anything else. I can't find it. And I can find him on Amazon Music, but I can't find that album. And I could find Scott Henry on YouTube, but I can't find it anywhere else. Yeah, yeah. You can find his stuff all over YouTube. That CD, I've looked for it. You, Trust me. I, I had loaned you that CD literally the day I bought it, and then it got stolen from you. I was so mad. Uh, yeah. And, dude, the, the key part of that whole CD and my favorite memory of going to Buzz, favorite, is when I heard it live, I Have a Dream. Yeah. Oh, my God. When you hear that live, that that's just, it's insane. And, when and I heard remember it the, CD the CD release party? I was party? like, this is amazing. That's where I, yeah, yeah. And, and he played it live, and it was something that I don't think I'll ever that. And when he did the re, he did the he spun the um, Madonna song, yeah. And the people were dressed as dragons. Yeah, the, the greatest the moments of partying at that place. I, I at first I thought I was hallucinating with the dragons. Then I realized that they were really there, and then the, the dragons were like sheddings, uh, material, yes. and they then they became people. And again, I thought I was tripping. I was like, no, that was a great party. Oh my God! See, these are the experiences I would have never had if I didn't leave the circle that you would have expected me to always be with. 
there's so many memories that I have that most people didn't leave the circle that I rolled with at first that could have. I still remember me and you trying to convince Noob that Scott Henry was at 7-Eleven just because we didn't want to walk back from 7-Eleven. See? Just those memories. Like I said to, to, to Ron when we taped up Matt Barco and put him in front of Jerry's door front steps. Jerry's, and his mom answered the door. With the Barbie doll taped to his chest. Oh, my God, it was. Oh, my God. Or or for the for whatever reason, he yelled forever. What did he yell? I'm not a leprechaun, I'm Jewish. <laughs> Something like that. Something like that, right? I think Mark knows exactly what it is. And he would, oh, my God, bless Mark. Yo, Matt, oh, my God, it was one of the funniest dudes I ever met in my life. Matt Barco, hands down, one of the funniest people I ever met in my entire life. We'll have to convince him to be on an episode. Oh my God, he was on Facebook for a little bit. I haven't seen him on in a while. Yeah, but definitely, I think he's in Pennsylvania. Um, definitely. Oh my God, one of the funniest freaking people I've ever hung out with. And that's how I felt. That's how I found bands like Green Day because Adam listened to them. And, and then you guys had all that. You guys are the people who introduced me to imports. Like I didn't even know we could buy imported music. Like I didn't even know that was a thing growing up and then i met you guys and you guys oh yeah and it was an imported cd i'm like where the hell did you get an imported cd then i was exposed to record and tape traders and my life changed <laughs> soundgarden and, i i drove yeah. i drove past soundgarden when i was up there in baltimore i so badly wanted to stop but i, I, I didn't think everybody else vinyl. in the band would appreciate it as much as i did so when i was djing I, when i sold all this stuff i sold all my records so um, years later, when, when I got with my wife, I started collecting um, vinyl. I just wanted vinyl. I collected all of Jay-Z's vinyls, all his albums on vinyl. I think I'm missing like the last two of the 13 that he's put out. I have all of them on vinyl. But because, again, being hanging out with you guys and learning that there's numbered albums and imports, I have, I have imports and I have um, an anniversary numbered album that, that she ordered for me a while ago. I saw it online. My Again, vinyl collection. I've never known this shit if it wasn't for you guys. My vinyl collection is a Run DMC record and then another record that Merle gave me. Remember how big? Yeah. Remember how big my vinyl collection was before the fire? Yeah. And then I rebuilt it after the fire. Two records. That's all I got left. I, I still have. I have. That's the only vinyl I have. That's the only vinyl I have locked. I have it in a in a, a, a briefcase. I carry it with me, you know, everywhere I go. It's up in my closet right now. That's the only vinyl I have. Still sealed. Nothing's been cracked open. Certificate for the, the numbered one. Um, I got to get the last the last couple um, just to add to the collection. Um, but, yeah. But, again, if it wasn't for stepping out of my comfort zone and hanging out with you guys, Ron getting me to chair surf in Spanish class. And... I, I need to hear about the chair surfing. <laughs> Mr. Green's class. Mr. Green's class. Yep. Ron one day just looked at me and was like, Mr. Green had turned around and he told me it was time to chair surf. Just jumped up on the fucking chair and would surf until, and you, you know, it's a high school ass chair. And then by the time Mr. Green would turn around, we would just be sitting back down. If he got caught, it was a wipeout. Yeah. <laughs> Do that shit for the whole class. And no, everybody else would react to it, but Mr. Green, he would just be turning around, we'd jump back down in our seat. People were like, what? What happened? Yep. I also remember uh, we ended up having, so we had Mr. Green, and we also had Mrs. Cordalis together. 
Oh my mm-hmm. god. Um, Greatest and, lady and, in the world. Best teacher hands and, down. Oh, love her. She's on my Facebook to this day. I still yeah, talk to her. I still do too. And, and and again, my exposure to life through Ron. Um he I remember he came to class one day and he kept talking about Baba Booey. And I'm like, Ron, <laughs> what are you talking about? And then later on came my exposure to Howard Stern and Baba Booey. This is like this is the progression of my friendship with you that has unlocked so many things, but that are core memories in my head. I, I remember at one point, I want to, I, I, I don't know why I remember this. You had a small, tiny porcelain figure you bought to class one day. I don't know why I remember that. It might not even be true. God knows through all the shit I've been through in my life. But for whatever reason, I remember that. And it was in Miss Cordalis's class. don't know why. Mm-hmm. It's just a core memory. I don't know. If, I don't know. But these are the things... <laughs> that for that building, I remember. Like, I still remember you skateboarding down the hallway. Skateboarding down the hallway. Remember, yeah. remember how we remember thought when, we were going to. That kid Jason lit the bathroom on fire. <laughs> remember how you we... guys remember the class assemblies where we? Well, I don't know if, who was all in it. I know me, Jerry, and of course Duck. But we started slam dancing at the end of the assembly. <laughs> yeah, and we would crowd surf Duck. I remember that. <laughs> I remember that. Yeah. We, we did it like twice, and then after that, they uh, they started doing it where they had they had everybody go out in single file because they didn't want to have it happen again. Remember, She's in school forever. Rios, remember when we thought it would we'd be brilliant when we would cut school by walking out the door backwards? That way, if anybody so stopped us. So if they us, caught us, we would just walk forward? Yeah. <laughs> Innovators. Innovators, damn it. <laughs> I remember going to lunch, and... And, and jacking cookies from the lunch lady who was by the wall because she wasn't paying attention and I could just reach behind the white rack and grab cookies. Remember when I, would, I remember when I would bring my strobe light to lunch and we'd set it up under the table and throw blankets over it? Which all makes me think of Spanky, who <laughs> I saw as an adult and lost his phone number and haven't seen him since. I, I, I ran into him about five, six, uh, I'd be about seven, eight years a, ago. Uh, one day I was playing basketball at Patapsco, and this guy was staring at me. I was waiting for, I think I was waiting for Mark so we could play ball. And this guy walks up to the cage, and he's staring at me. And I'm, I'm like, okay, so obviously this guy has a problem with me, so I, I got to be ready for whatever happens. And then he walks into the to the cage of the basketball court, and I'm like, all right, it's time. I stop dribbling, and he's staring at me. And then out of nowhere, he's just like Rios, and I get a look, and it's a you see a grown baby face which is odd but he still had the same baby face but an adult version and i'm like spank and he's like oh my god i'm like what are you doing here and he was like oh i have a daughter and she's doing a recital at, at the school and that was like oh my right god and i got his number a and then after he left after he left mark pulled up and i was like yo spanky was just here and he was like what and i was like he went into school obviously we couldn't go into school because we didn't have tickets and then I think Mark saw him after that, and then I think we lost his number, and we never saw Spank again. The yeah, last time I saw him, him and Glenn were working together, and I had stopped at the farm store over on German Hill, and they were walking out as I was walking in. And I, I ain't seen them since. Yep. Yep. I haven't thought to look him up on Facebook because his name was so generic. There'd be a thousand of them. Yeah, there's going to be a million Mike Clarks on there. And so I, I just was like, do I really want to go through, you know, the matrix and, and try to find him? Um, 
So, and I figured with enough people that I have on my Facebook that are from Dundalk, I would come across them by now. Remember that time he made the nacho dip for us and... Everybody got sick except Spanky? Yeah. Yes. You're running to yes, one bathroom, I'm running to the other, and we're telling him he's never allowed to cook in the kitchen again. <laughs> While he's eating it the whole time. <laughs> What's wrong with you guys? <laughs> That's because he was a latchkey kid, and he survived on his own because his mother worked nights. And freaking Spank just ate whatever the hell he wanted. I remember when he drug his TV into the bathroom so he could play video games. Play video toilet. games. Yep. <laughs> and and, and uh, who gave him the name Spanky? I can't remember who gave him the name Spanky. <sighs> well, was he was Spanky was... when I met him, so I have no clue. No, he got the name in school. He got the name in, in one, his Spanish class. <laughs> he had Spanish class with someone, and I want to say it was Jared Lee. And he called him Spanky. Like, you know how they give you the Spanish name in school? Yeah. And obviously his name being Michael. And he was like, no, nah, that's Spanky. And then like everybody in the class left. And then when they came out the class, they were calling him Spanky. And that was it. That shit went through the hallways like fire. <laughs> and he was never known as Mike Clark again. He was just Spanky. Even to teachers, they called him Spanky. Miss <laughs> Moore suspended him or put him in, in school suspension under the name Spanky? So many times. Oh, my God. I remember this fool had in-school suspension with us. And he got National... Oh, my God. He got National Geographic magazines and cut out all the boobs. <laughs> so he cut out all the boobs. Dude, he got cut out all the boobs. He taped them to, his, to, to the front of his notebook. And he was just holding it up. And they saw it. He got And they kicked him out. He's the only person I ever know to get kicked out of in-school suspension. And then they removed magazines, and then we were sitting in there in complete silence because this dummy decided to go to these magazines, however many was in that classroom, to take out the freaking boobs. God bless that man, wherever the hell he is. Some of the greatest memories I have are with that fat ass. I'm telling you. Man, I miss him. That, just those four years we were in that school, well, for me and you, it was three and a half. Well, you, it was three what, years. did you go me. underwater? What the hell just happened? Because <laughs> <Stupid Nick. laughs> I was there three and a half years, you were there three years. Ron was there four years, but th that was. You graduated from Patasco, right, Ron? Yes, sir. The only one uh, of us who did. Uh, uh, you guys remember the um, in the lunchroom, the return tray room? You had to go to a separate room. Yeah. The yes. return tray, and it had a little spot for you to put your uh, trays into. Yeah. But anyway, I knew it was me, Jerry, and Adam, and two or three other people. I don't think you guys were involved with it. But I came up with the idea to stand on the far corner and try to fling as hard as you can <laughs> into the tree with you return boost area, whatever. And we would we did a got we got away with it for a couple of days, but then it hit one of the lunch ladies <laughs> on the other side. But we would just fling it, you just hear it smack it something on the other side. <laughs> It was the best, but we had lunch detention, and he made us stay there for, like, 20 minutes after lunch, and I'm like, this doesn't hurt me. I don't want to go to class that way. Like, yeah, this no, isn't no, a big no. deal. But, yeah, we would, we would fling him hard as anything, dude, and just laugh our butts off, and it took a few days for them to catch us, and, and one of the ladies got hit with one of the trays flying in. 
I'm reaching out to Jerry. I'm reaching out to Jerry tomorrow and telling him, bro, you well, got to be on the podcast. My favorite thing is not that we were doing that in that room, flinging him in. It's just to be on the other side of some street, come flying in past you or something like that, or smack into something like, what the heck's going on, you know? Damn, that school was terrorized. Oh, my God. Did I ever tell you about when we did the Wildo thing at, no. in, our, in middle school? No. All right, so they, it was when Waters Wilder was real big. And they had a library, and they had a big glass case, um, and they would put, you know, whatever was hot at the time in there, like, to get you to read. And they right. did a whole Wilder display. We were walking back after lunch, like, hey, Jerry, man, let's start. <laughs> let's go up to the, uh, the glass thing, start banging on it, and ask for Wildo. <laughs> so that's not the funny part we go up to it and then joe pedrick he was with us and we just started banging on it wow dude and i don't know why but everybody else that was going back to class coming from the lunch walked over with us and started doing it too <laughs> and the lunch like i mean the, the, the librarian came out all flipping out and stuff man. oh my god and after that they made us go single file and they watched us and everything like that but and the, the librarian would stand in front of the case when we went by but that first day was so weird not because we thought it was off the wall to do that but everybody started joining us and standing there like even the like real smart kids like you know goody goodies everybody's just sitting there raising their fist or banging on the glass wow dude wow dude and i always remember that man out here starting riots that's the second time ron i see a pattern developing here with you this like, like off the wall stuff i think it is that shit now man you in, can't do in, that shit now in eighth grade miss biddle kicked me out of home ec when when she found out Merle was my brother. So every day I'd come into class, she'd kick me out for being Merle's brother. Like, literally, I was kicked out of class for being my brother's oh brother. Oh, God. I mean, those, are, those are good days, dude. I mean, those I spent the entire home class walking the hallways because I wasn't allowed in class, so I wasn't complaining. And I didn't I fail remember, like, class. leaving shop class with, with, with Steve Malley and, and, and Scott Mitchell to go get snowballs in the summer. <laughs> Because he would, they were like, they were cool with Mr. Bonetta and everybody. Man. Because they were athletes, so he was cool with them. And 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 uh, Steve had a truck, so the, the, the uh, golden nugget. Leave. Yeah, as long as we bought him back, uh, uh, we bought them back snowballs. They didn't care, so they would let us leave out the back of the shop class to go get snowballs in the middle of class and just come back and give them. I, that's one of the few classes I did pass in my end of that school term. Uh, Three classes I, I honestly passed without doing anything. Um, Spanish class, I passed with an A without doing anything. Miss um, Cordalis's class, which I hustled that passing grade, um, and Mr. Bonetta's class because I was always cool with Scott and everybody, and he was cool with them, so he passed me. Those are only two. Those are only three classes that I ever really passed towards the last year of being in that school. Tech Ed, me, Nick Nettie, and Art Ridgeway, we weren't allowed to touch power tools because Jesus uh, Christ, I haven't heard that name in forever. We were told that stoners aren't, aren't allowed to touch the power tools. We were given Legos. That makes sense. I wouldn't have given you power. I could barely give you a fork. <laughs> I was the reason sports were invented. Yeah, no, he's definitely a spoon guy. Definitely a spoon guy. <laughs> like, why are you eating spaghetti with a spoon? It's just safer that way. Uh, I'm not allowed to have a fork yet. I'm I remember just... that on a Vanilla Ice song. He's like, homeboy, you probably eat spaghetti with a spoon. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, you mentioned Vanilla. I think, what was that? Remember he had that movie? What was that movie? Who was Ice? Ice. Hell yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you get it. You get it. 
You get it? That was the shit. I don't care. I'm tired of people putting fucking dirt on Vanilla's name. That's my dog. Hey. I tell everybody every day, I'm like, you don't like him because you were told not to like him. And you make fun of his look, but his look was given to him. But if you sit down and you listen to his music, he was rapping about the same stuff that people rap about to this day. You know what his story is? Um, he was actually supposed to be signed to Def Jam, and uh, Public Enemy was going to be like his backing group. And then this uh, was the SPK Records, I think they were called. They yeah. came with a way bigger offer and wanted to make them. So he went with that. He went where the money was. But he was really? supposed to be signed to Def Jam. If back then, if you got signed to Def Jam, you legit just <laughs> by being having that Def Jam logo on your record. Yeah, yeah, definitely, because because they were the the forefront. Yeah, but he was supposed to be that, and I think Terminator X was supposed to be his DJ from Public Enemy, and they were to appear on some of the songs. I wonder it would have been was. totally different, dude. Because they, they fabricated everything, and that's what messed him up. They were trying to make him, which I get it, I get it. Hammer was, like, so big back then. So you were just trying to make him fit that niche, which he did. He did fit that niche. But then you, you put him in that niche, and then you gave him the corniest background, and it just didn't work, and then that was it. But, like, I told people, when you hear that bass line, 95% of people, as soon as they hear that bass line, they're not thinking of Queen. Yeah. They're gonna think they're gonna hear Ice Ice Baby as soon as that baseline drops. That's the that's the first thing you go to. So you can tell me he's corny. You can tell me whatever he wants. But at one point in time, you were rocking that. You were playing that on a daily. And if you're Shit, old enough you now, still hear listen it. to the words and everything he's saying in that song and everything he said in most of his songs are the same things that we hear now. Except he was doing it then while he was doing the Running Man. So we thought it was just <laughs> cool music and we could dance to it. Shit, you 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 know when people hear his music today, they they still turn the radio up. Dude, um, a couple years ago we were we were here visiting and we went to this country bar that my wife and her friends go to, and um, which I just go there to stare at the walls. But anyway, the DJ put that song on, and that place went fucking nuts, nuts. I was like, this is, I was like, it was like four or five years ago. I'm like, and this song still makes people run to the dance floor. <laughs> still to this day. Man, they were country line dancing like there was no tomorrow to that shit. I didn't even know there was a country line dance for it. But let me tell you something, man. They cleared the fucking ball. Dude, that whole dance floor. They were elbow to elbow in that bitch. And I said, to this day, that man's, that song will always put somebody on the dance floor. Damn I don't straight. care what it is. <laughs> Need to put some respect on my boy's name. I follow him on every bit of social media. Love Vanilla Ice. Rock with him forever. Rob yeah, he lied about shit. He, he lied about being a dirt bike rider. He lied about being my, from Miami. Because yeah. Miami was hot at the time. Remember, late 80s, early 90s? Yep. And uh, all he had to do was tell the truth, and he might have made it through, but no. He, it it was, it was the, the record label, you know, the record label fabricated. They should have put him out as he was. Everybody accepted Snow. He was just a white boy from Canada rapping, you know, singing shit. We didn't know what the fuck he was saying, but he was saying it. And we were jamming. Everybody wanted to fucking rock out to in the form, but I don't know what the fuck he said to me. <laughs> yeah, I read the lyrics and I was like, I still don't understand it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I turned on closed caption. I'm like, he didn't say that. I don't give a fuck what you told me. <laughs> so at the end of the day, but we were rocking with him. There was no made-up story. I think if they would have done that, he, he, I mean, he had talent. He was a great dancer. Um, I, like, I like in the video how they make them all tough. Like, yeah, I'm in jail right now. I'm gonna start rapping. I miss that shit. <laughs> they need a reunion tour. 
And then, like, I, like somebody I was talking to a couple months ago, they were talking shit about Vanilla Ice. I was like, but if you put on Ninja Turtles and we listen to Ninja Rap, you go, you gonna know that. You, you know the words. Right. How are you gonna talk shit about him? That was one of the greatest go moments Ninja in that Turtles, time movie. Go Ninja Turtles, go. That's what right. everybody remembers for that movie. Everybody knows Go Ninja, Go Ninja, Go. Come on, that was everywhere. Like, yep. And the song from the movie Cool as Ice, one of my favorite Vanilla Ice songs ever. The beat was freaking amazing. The movie was corny. He was riding a street bike and shit. Drop that zero, get yourself with a hero. That, oh my God, you see? See? If you could quote it, it's a good movie. I don't care what anybody says. If you don't remember it, it's not worth it. If you could quote it, that was a good movie. I need to add that to my collection. I need to go on Amazon. Amazon got old DVDs and stuff. I need to get them. And you gotta do it now before, like I'm starting to. That's why I'm building a Blu-ray collection because, especially with '80s comedies, there's so much stuff now. I'm like, they wouldn't be able to get away with this. They wouldn't be getting right. get away with this. And it's a, it's already happening where streaming services are editing stuff out of the movies that they don't want to seem uh, seem appropriate. Over like so. the Christmas holiday, I was learning, which I'm just gonna I'm just gonna like show my age. I was learning how to use Amazon because. I'm an idiot, and I didn't know Amazon carries as much as it does. And um, I found, like, Rad on there. Like, I was like, oh, Rad, the movie. And Dude, I just watched that not that long ago. Yeah, they just reissued it last year. Yeah, yeah, and I'm like, oh, my God, it's on Amazon, so I added it to my list. I need to go through. I need to sit down. I, need, I was just looking now on on, uh, on TV to see if I could find the – I wanted to watch the original Ninja Turtles, um, you know, before they made them into these horrible beasts they really re-released. Dude, well, the cool know. thing is, I know Walmart carries it, Amazon carries it, but they have, it's only like 30 bucks, 30 to 40, but it's all the episodes of the, of the original cartoon. It's like eight See, discs or something that. like that. Because yeah. I have the, I have the complete seasons. I have all the whole thing, all seasons of Alf. Um, oh my son God. and my wife got it for me on DVD. Um, really Tanner. Yep. For life. Man, I still got the OG Alf, original Alf, before they came out with the talking one in my bedroom. Damn. Get yourself a snack. We'll be right back. I've had it since I was a kid, dude. And my wife hates it being in the room. It used to be in my game room, but now I got dogs. I'm afraid they're going to attack it. So I, I keep it in my bedroom. My wife's like, he's always looking at me. I'm like, yo, Ralph's the, I mean, Ralph's the homie, yo. He got a pair of sunglasses on. That's my guess. I'm gonna get a, he's just chilling in the corner of my, my dresser. She's like, he's always looking at us. I'm like, no, he's not. I'm like, yo, he's a G. Yo, I watched on YouTube. I started watching, like, the cartoon and shit when he was Gordon Shumway. Shumway. He was he was still on Mel Mac. I'm like, hell yeah. <laughs> my son's like, what are you watching? I'm like, dude, don't come over here with that negativity. Do you mean you never you watched I mean? it before? I got to tell you an Alf story about on the bus. And I know it sounds weird, but I was riding the bus. It was pretty packed, right? This was California. And there's there's a G'd up dude sitting there with his girl, you know. And some old, old old dude comes up i don't know if he was drunk or something but he sits down next to this dude because there's enough there's, they're sitting where there's four seats and it's packed so he sits next to this like g'd up dude and his girlfriend looking all g'd up and he just sits down and he looks at him and he goes you know alf and the g dude goes you mean alien life form he goes heck yeah <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm true story man <laughs> like, great I was looking around at everybody like, anybody see this? This is just random, isn't it? This guy walks in the house and about a house, and the dude comes back with alien lights for him. That's not the watch it now. Do you know the story with Willie Tanner in real life, though, the guy that played him? I heard. I heard. He went off the deep end. Yeah. Because before Alf, he was a theater major. He was getting 
he was a serious yeah. actor and after that he couldn't get a job and the last i heard is they arrested him with like uh i think it was coke or crack and some hooker in a car or something like that like Shit, he just went downhill really bad because he couldn't get any work after that he was typecast and before that he was like well respected in oh, the theater and stuff like that Yo, just be Willie. Willie was yeah. the shit. Just be Willie. <laughs> just be Willie. Where I'm hey, going. Willie. That was my shit. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Lucky the cat. Yeah. Those neighbors got on my nerves. For real, though. I went to go, went to go get it. Uh, my wife and I got matching tattoos. So we were getting tattoos, and I looked at my tattoo artist. He's the best. And I said, he was like, so you all right? I'm like, yeah, you know, I got other tattoos. I said, look, dude, I'll be back in a couple months. And he was like, oh, yeah, what are you trying to get? And I, I, have, a, I have a picture of Alf. Uh, in my phone with the galaxy behind him and i said i have this tattoo i want to get covered up and this is what i want to get those two tattoo artists were so excited they took my phone and were passing it back and forth they were like hell yeah let's get this done so that's how you search for your artist though you got to walk up to say without googling what does alf stand for if they know they're gonna put love into that tattoo well i got lucky that the the tattoo artist um, lucky the cat his wife is the cat. He came over like I survived. No, um, the tattoo artist. His wife worked with my wife, and she had tons of ink. So we saw it that way, and then we went to him. Dude was awesome. Drew our tattoos up. But I showed him. I was like, bro, I'm coming back to get out for my other arm. He was like, let's get it. Like they were so excited to do the tattoo. They were like, this needs to happen. And he still messages to my wife because we haven't gone back. He still messages us like, are you guys still coming in? Like when can we work it out? Like they're dying to do my out tattoo. I can't wait to get it on my other forearm and i told my mom and my mom hates tattoos but this is the only tattoo i think she was ever accepting of i was like mom i'm getting a cover-up tattoo and she's like oh my god i was like i'm getting out and she was like yes <laughs> yes you mean alien life form <laughs> yeah she was like jason you have rocked you have been you know alf has been your thing since you were a kid like if you're gonna get it like that's something like she was cool with it so in the next couple months probably by the end of the year i'm gonna get out on my forearm because i need to just you know, I needed to solve it. I almost bought a talking elf in the box from an antique toy store here, um, but nobody would give me the damn price or go up and find it. So, I, well, I don't, yeah, you remember the My mad. Pet Monsters? What was it? My Pet my, Monster. My Pet Monster. Yeah, look, wasn't he a little blue dude? Yeah, remember when yeah, me and Pokey found his, a uh, yeah, you can't sell yeah. that now. Remember me and Pokey had found the re-releases and we stuck them, we bought them, and we both had one of them in our car. And he had one in the back of the car? Yeah. I remember that. Yep. Can't have my pet monster now. Mm -hmm. Oh, remember that time with we... the shackles. Remember that time we tried to pimp <laughs> Pokey out for Hot Wheels? Now with the shackles. No, nope, that ain't gonna work. <laughs> they gonna cancel my pet monster's ass quick as hell. Can't be having that shit. They're gonna they have put a movie? spray paint on and top it over, man. Yo, you know what movie that made me think of? Ron, you're gonna know the name. My wife, if she's listening, she's gonna know the name. Remember, there was a movie that might have been My Pet Monster, where Howie Mandel was the little monsters, monster. little monsters, little monsters. That's what came to my head when you said that. I think my wife still watches that movie. That movie's a great movie, dude. I gotta add that. See, now I got. You know, the they put the up in the house and they put in a. Uh, uh, in the draft over the toilet. <laughs> I always thought I always wanted to do that, dude. <laughs> Good thing Amazon listens to our conversations because I just mentioned My Pet Monster. I just mentioned Little Monsters. I just mentioned these movies. So when I go to get on my Amazon, they'll already be on my cart. <laughs> my uh, Pet Monster had cartoons that yeah. they put out. Oh, my God. Remember the movie for Garbage Pail Kids? Oh, my God. Yeah. That movie was great. Oh, Garbage Pail Kids were great. 
Yeah, damn straight. Right, like I see, I see, I see these articles nowadays written about that movie that came out, and they all trash it. I'm like, I loved it, man. Right. Listen, for us, it worked because we just had a, a, a such a laid back generation. So for us, it wasn't about what do they look like. It was this is what we're growing up on, and we love it. So we, it, it, it didn't matter. It couldn't be bad for us. You couldn't look bad. I don't care how bad you can make. You cannot make garbage cupcakes look bad. It was there. The cards were bad enough. How are you going to make the actual <laughs> characters look bad? Oh my god! I wish those cards came back. You could probably sell them on Amazon. Uh, my buddy. Um, my buddy here in VA, he's, he's a lot younger than I am. One day we were talking and laughing about something, and this fucker showed, he, he called me, or he sent me a video. He found a bunch of pogs that he had up in his mom's basement. Wow. Uh, attic, dude. I'm just like, pogs? He was like, yeah, I got slammers. I got this one. I got Homer Simpson. I'm like, bro, I haven't seen pogs in so long. God damn it. Can we just go back for one day? I didn't like pogs. Like, if I'm buying I'm keeping it. You're not taking it from me. 2022 yeah, Tops Garbage Pail Kids Garbage Pail Kids Chrome Series Four Factory Sealed Blister Box with three exclusive 24.95 on Amazon. I feel like I should buy them and give them to Jaden. <laughs> I say I would... get the ones with the stickers and slap them on the back of people's cars randomly. <laughs> oh my God, that'd be so great! <laughs> somebody, <laughs> like somebody puts like a like a FDJ box sticker, and on top of that, I put that sticker right on top of it. You're not pissed off with people, be dude. I'm down for that. Now you're gonna have to do. It. I would love to see my son's reaction. Like if I'm like, hey, look what I bought, and I would love to get Jaden's reaction to Garbage Pail Kids. I would love to. I'm pretty sure it's gonna be out of this world. Like he's gonna freak the hell out. I'm gonna have to do them for summer. Except the older things. I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna order them. Yeah, they still make them. I think Tops owns them now or something yeah. like that. I know they got bought out and they brought them back. But they're never going to beat the classics. I remember you couldn't have them in school. They banned them in school. Right. Yeah. It's like they did the darn slap bracelets. Like, everybody's oh. injuring themselves <laughs> with a slap bracelet. Oh, my God. It's those like if you're dumb so enough old. to hurt yourself with, a, with something like that, then you just deserve to be hurt. <laughs> I, I go online and I watch, like, all the old commercials and stuff for those things. I watch all that shit just to take me back. Dude. I like the ABC Saturday morning cartoon commercials. All the yeah. things that we had advertised. Do you, do, you remember the, the toys. do you remember the album? It was a Saturday morning cartoon's greatest hits, and it was rock bands doing the theme songs. For oh, cartoons. yeah, yeah. Sublime, uh, Reverend Horton Heat. Yeah. That was um, a fun album. I still go. Bro, I still has it. I still go on Amazon. <laughs> I do. Or I still no go. Way, do you? The CD of it, yeah. Let's see. Let's see. My my CD got stolen, but I still go online to That's listen to that it. shit. <laughs> <laughs> I got it for cheap. It was yours. I was like, no, that looks good. I, I want to keep it in my house. <laughs> I'll protect it for you. I, See, I, I did a good job 20 years later, and I'm still protecting it for you. I, uh, I, I, like, give, I, like, I do it for Jaden all the time. Like, I'll be talking about something, then I go on YouTube. He'll watch it for a little bit, the shit. Um... We went, like, on a week binge where we watched, like, that Disney cartoon, The Gummy Bears. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. uh, that was Disney? Yeah. yeah it was actually it Oh, was I didn't know that. I remember the cartoon. I didn't know. It was, I didn't remember it was Disney. It is Disney. And if you go on Disney Plus, it's on Disney Plus. Yeah. But before I knew it was on Disney Plus, we watched it on YouTube. I, I had Disney Minus. <laughs> I had to buy every season this, of Ghostbusters. 
the uh, the real Ghostbusters. I had to buy every season of that from Micah. That was and I sat down still and a good cartoon, it. dude. Remember they had they had two Ghostbusters, right? They yeah, had the, the one they had with, the one with, with actual the, Slimer and yeah. everybody, and then they had the other one with the car that would talk, right? Yeah, the, one, that was the real Ghostbusters, right? Was it? No, that yeah, the real was, Ghostbusters was one from the movie. Yeah. The Ghostbusters was the other one you're talking about with the car and stuff. Ah, uh, okay. That's why it's called the real Ghostbusters, so... They could differentiate yeah. But the real Ghostbusters, like, that's, I, I still like watching that cartoon. It's not it bad, great. dude. And in the 90s, did you ever see the one where they rebooted the cartoon series? Which it was just Egon and a bunch of college kids? Wasn't it, like, Ghostbusters Extreme or something like something that? Something like that. There was a goth chick who, who was really into Nine Inch Nails, and I just flipped out. I was like, yes, they got a real band mentioned in this. I was in the Burger oh. King Kids Club back in the 90s. <laughs> oh, shit. Remember Kid Vid? Wheels. Remember Wheels? He was in a wheelchair. He was in a wheelchair. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. Dude. The Kid Vid. He like video games. Dude, Jay. Man, I need that shit to come back, bro. Remember when you worked at McDonald's after I got fired and we'd uh, cut school and go to McDonald's, get our Happy Meals and play in the play place? Yep. I remember when they came out. What was it? I, I want to say it was Power Rangers VR. Yeah, with the glasses. glasses. And then I would I, I would steal them and I would give them to everybody when you guys would come in from yeah. school. I would give them to you. And we drove um, to Southeastern wearing them glasses. They're probably worth a lot of and money not being now. Able to see. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're probably worth tons of money. And I was jacking them, and sliding them to everybody as they walked through on their way to freaking Votech. I was sliding freaking Power Ranger VR glasses. Now they don't even give good shit anymore. Remember when McDonald's used to sell the glasses, like the Coke glasses and the Charlie? Yeah, yeah, I got a couple of them still. There's a the place here I go here for toys for vintage toys downstairs. They have mm -hmm. them. I haven't bought any yet because I don't know where the hell I would display them. But they have they have a couple of them. I'll have I'm to like, get you I... one of my Coca Cola uh wooden Coca Cola trays so you can display them. I always that. like like I always call my sister up and like send her pictures of them. She's like, oh my god, I remember when I, remember that oh, dude when, when Batman came out. The first Batman and McDonald's was going hard, yo. They had like the Batman glasses that were thick as hell. Remember that shit? Yeah. Do you remember where the fries used to come in a Batman logo holder? Like, yeah. It was a, it was regular cardboard, but it had the Batman logo. Like, heck yeah. Man, dude, that was... Do you guys remember oh, the Smurf glasses from Hardee's? Yes. I got three yeah, of them in Hardy's my kitchen window. To Maryland. I didn't even know Hardee's existed. Two things that didn't exist in New York City when I was growing up. Hardee's and Taco Bell. Well, you were deprived. I didn't have that. Oh, 7-Eleven. The only things I had growing up that you guys had was pizza uh, uh was mcdonald's burger king and wendy's uh if i wanted to go get to a pizza hut which i did know there was a pizza hut um it was only when uh we would go upstate to like um you know upstate new york or maybe yonkers they had a pizza hut beyond that um i didn't know anything so that's why when i moved to, to dundalk and we were living in baltimore first of all the first 7-eleven i saw i went crazy because i only seen them in movies so I was like, oh my God, this like this is real. Like they exist, it's not a prop. And then Nick took me to Taco Bell and changed my life. And we practically lived out of there. Oh my god, do you remember the retro Taco Bell? Yeah. Remember? And it had it had the teal and purple on the seats. And yeah. all these ninety weird geometric shapes that had nothing to do with fucking tacos, but it was on there. God. Remember, oh, remember when they pulled so they had the, the Mexi Melt? When, back to remember when they bulldozed the old Taco Bell to, to build the new one? I mean, you sat there practically crying in front of where Taco Bell used to be. And you want to hear something worse? I haven't eaten Taco Bell in forever, right? Eight months, nine months. The other day, we go to get lunch. My wife says, "Okay, Taco Bell. 
I ate it for the first time in eight, nine months. It tastes horrible, and I'll probably never eat it again. <laughs> that is sad. It was. And so, like, the whole house eats healthy now. And Jaden always gets, like, cinnamon twist, and he's sitting in the other living room eating them. And out of nowhere, we hear this little voice, something's wrong with these. They taste bad. And, like, at that point, I'm like, okay, the whole family says this shit tastes bad. Like, everything tastes bad to us. It's just because we stopped eating it. But as a kid, like, he's freaking 16, 17, I, I would have shot that shit up in an IV if you gave it to me. Shit, remember when they would get pissed at us at McDonald's because we'd go on our lunch break, go to Taco Bell, and get food and come back and eat it? You can't have that in the dining room. Bring back the Mexi Melt, bro. I need the Mexi. If the Mexi Melt came back, I would, I would, I would scarf one down just because. Mexi Melt was gangster. It was only a dollar. When the Chalupas Taco Bell was the spot when you were broke. When the Chalupas came out, remember how it was? Oh, yeah. You could get beef, chicken, or steak, and it was steak. like, and you could and get the it Santa in like Fe one was three the best different one. one, three different types of Chalupas, and you could get it beef, chicken, steak. Well, me and Todd, we was stoned as hell. We went to Taco Bell. I ordered, uh, I, I looked at the lady. I was like, one beef, one chicken, one steak. She's like, well, what kind do you want? She read them off to me. I was like, one of each. I sat there in that Taco Bell and ate nine tacos. Bro, you could take Chalupas. 20 bucks to Taco Bell and you were eating like a king. You were eating for a week, man. Taco Bell was definitely the spot. Damn, yo. I remember I got a, taco, I got a job at Taco Bell just to hit on a girl. God, that was, I was I was going through some shit in high school, bro. <laughs> I quit my I, Taco Bell job. I think it was I think it was Ray's fault. I think it was Ray's fault that I did that. <laughs> I think it was Ray's fault. I think we went to Taco Bell to get food, and just being who we were, I think Ray tried <laughs> to get the girl to give us free food, and then I just like applied for the job just so I could hit on a girl. God. And then I got the job, and then I think I quit like during orientation. Do you remember when I got arrested in the McDonald's parking lot? Yes. That, was, yes, that was entertaining. I still got my ice cream. I don't, son. I don't, I don't eat McDonald's. Yo, McDonald's used to be lit, man. Remember when they used to have the Nintendo 64s in the playground? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now they don't have none of that shit, man. Remember Super Size? You got like a gallon of soda. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all these fries. What's funny? Oh, is, man. That soda will last you all day, dude. That's like oh, a 40 God. ounce. <laughs> Super Size fries, bro? You feed like four people off of that. I was telling my son about that. He honestly thought I was lying about it. We were getting him a Happy Meal. I was like, dude, you can't eat McDonald's all the time. I was like, the movie Super Size Me says so. You'll get sick. And he's like, what? That's not even real. You're just telling me that so I don't eat anymore. You don't have to buy me any more Happy Meals. I'm like, no, bro. Like, I'm being real. He was like, what's Super Size? I was like, yo, we get like, you would come buy food. They would ask you to Super Size. It'd be dumb big, Jay. Like, yeah, real dude, big ass. Like, real you want a Super Size? Yeah. It's I was like, like the heck I they it would fit in your cup holder. If they didn't ask you, if they didn't ask you, like, between your knees or something. They're like, oh, like 50 cents more. Yeah. Man, that's just be the shit, man. And then I had to show my son the movie, but I didn't want him to watch it because I know it would traumatize him. So I was like, it's just real. He's like, oh, my God. Dude, they have like, a... Super Size. It was serious. Morgan Spurlock <laughs> made a sequel to it. Um, and it was about uh, the, the uh, chicken, fast food chicken industry. Yeah. Mm. It's, it's, yeah, no. it's actually pretty good. Jason, uh, I... Yes. Were you ever with us when we go, we always go to McDonald's all the time? Me, Jerry, Matt, Adam, and whoever's with us. Were you ever there when Matt did his painting? He called it. No. Because we would get a bunch of ketchup packets. He'd make a big puddle of ketchup. He'd take his straw and just fling it. He'd go, I'm painting. <laughs> It'd be all over the walls, dude. 
He was he was nuts. He was nuts. <laughs> Matt was definitely a rare breed of human. Always fucking made me laugh. My biggest achievement was that in that McDonald's, my name and phone number was in the girls' bathroom stall. Oh dang! And I still don't know how it got there. Dude, remember? Still have no idea. Remember somebody the had said something to me about it. <laughs> I was so proud of myself at sixteen for that. Remember? Felt like I achieved. The one time they asked me and you would wash dishes together back there. And then we got soaked and then they sent us home because we had soaked everything in the back, including ourselves. That was their dumb fault for putting us back there together. Yep. Never washed again. <laughs> and then I would go in the back and eat their ice cream bars because the, the, nobody the knew you could ice buy cream ice cream bars. bars. They wouldn't know to buy nobody knew you could buy dove ice cream bars at McDonald's back then. Because we would, we would eat them all. Smash. You could buy Chaco Tacos from Taco Bell back then. Oh, dude, don't. Those were delicious. Taco was the shit. I'm going to tell you what was great. McDonald's had dollar chicken fajitas, but nobody knew about it because it was McDonald's. But they would have to make them fresh every day and then put them in the freezer for somebody to ask for them. But nobody would ask for them, so I would just steal them all the time. But nobody knew I was stealing them because they were a dollar. Nobody even knew they were on the fucking menu. Dude, they were so good. When I was in middle school and Boy Scouts, we went to a camp, a, a summer camp out in Ohio. They had freaking pizza at the McDonald's. Uh, McDonald's from down from the my from my old neighborhood down the street from my old neighborhood. Well, not down the street because it's New York, so you know it's many blocks. But we say down the road. Um, they had fried chicken, oh, and damn. I thought all McDonald's had fried chicken. <laughs> and so I, I I moved out, and then I was like, yeah, I don't got fried chicken, but you can get fried chicken. Yeah. That was, hell McDonald's in Ocean City, they have, uh, they sometimes have crab cakes. The, the McDonald's in Puerto Rico sells, like, real food. Like, you can get regular McDonald's stuff, but you can get stuff specific to the island, too. Well, damn. Yeah. The Philippines still have, still has Kenny Rogers rotisserie chicken places. <laughs> That's oh true. Oh, my God. Bro, you, oh, my God. The one that used to be, now it's the BP gas station, and, and, Oh my, dude, that took me back. I saw... Yeah, the US I, ones are closed, but they yeah. kept them open in the Philippines because they do so well. I saw an, really? I, I saw a Roy mm -hmm. Rogers on 301 in Waldorf on my way up to Baltimore. Kenny fucking Rogers, bro. And, they had the crispiest fried chicken on the... They were, yo, best fried chicken. They, they, if they were still around, we wouldn't have Chick-fil-A. And, I'm sorry, yo. You know, uh, and of course, Hardee's are still big around here, so Hardee's are oh, really? everywhere. Yeah. Kenny Every Rogers knew how to do two things. One, make a song about gambling. Two, fry <laughs> fucking chicken. Keep that beard trim, baby. <laughs> That's it, baby. Oh, man. That shit was clean. <laughs> that was a country pimp if we ever seen one. He knew that. That chicken was fucking blazed. Ray worked there. I abused the right there to eat chicken. That that, uh, that beard wasn't great. It was just shining like a diamond. <laughs> that was the chicken grease. It was built up on his beard. Yeah, they, and their biscuits were mean, yo. They were mean. Uh, Roy Rogers, if you remember them, they had great cornbread. Yeah. I the, love their cornbread there. There's still a Roy yeah, Rogers on 301 in Waldorf. Yeah, but you know how far I am from fucking Waldorf? You're closer Four to it than us. from Baltimore. Not long, no, no. Dude, Rio. Waldorf, is that next to Melmac? <laughs> Rios, we used to drive an hour and a half for Sounds like a planet, doesn't it? <laughs> Next to Melmac. It went out with the nuclear explosion for the planet. <laughs> That's it, dude. I'm breaking out the DVDs. I'm watching that tomorrow. There's no way in hell I'm not having a freaking Alf binge watch tomorrow. I keep down. thinking about that bus trip I had. 
You know what I mean? You mean alien life? <laughs> I could imagine that. That just sounds like a skit. Like, I would have died like, dude, I got now, see? And I got to go on here, and, and I got to I gotta fill my cart with, with old 80s movies. I went on Amazon Prime, and they have uh, they have BMX Bandits. I was like, damn. Oh, yes. Australian, yeah, Australian yeah. Dude, I have that on DVD. Nicole Kidman. Nicole Kidman. Yeah. 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 That was better, though, because they had that slow dancing, send me an angel. <laughs> that was rad. That's what I'm saying. Rad was yeah. better because it had that scene. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that was with Becky from Full House. My favorite part of Hell Track was the little kicks bow. Had to go fucking up the <laughs> Bart Scott's a fucking dick. Still to this day, I don't give a shit. Bart Scott ruined that whole movie for him. Dude, that whole movie changed my life. I wanted to be a professional BMX rider after watching that. BMX Bandits. That shit was on HBO religiously. Oh yeah, watch that shit all the time. I bought I bought the DVD at a thrift store for like a buck, and I watched the hell out of it. Yo, remember when HBO used to have that 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 flying scene when they would give you the feature length movie? At yeah. Nighttime? Oh, you got all excited, dude. Remember, you'd be like, oh, they go over the town. There, we'll fly through the city and then through the. Come on, HBO, bring it back, man. <laughs> I'm about HBO to take a mystical journey. Yeah, yo, HBO needs to do that shit like once a month. Just go retro for a whole day, once a month, and they need to play the feature-length film. Oh, man, I used to be so excited to watch that, and then, because I was a nasty little boy, and then I said it will pop up, it was rated R. I'm like, fuck yeah, watching this one. <laughs> Let's get it, this'll be it. <laughs> Let's do this. That was my shit. They don't do it no more. They took that away, yo, that was it. Yeah, they don't care. There's no love. If you're gonna talk about Rad, you're gonna talk about you know, uh, um, you're gonna talk about BMX Bandits. You can't forget uh, Gleam in the Cube. I just saw that last week. One of the most popular you know skateboard movies to ever be um, uh, you know on the on the screen. And then if you're gonna talk about Gleam in the Cube with my man Christian Slater, you gotta talk about Airborne. Airborne, about Airborne. I have that one. I ain't watched that one in forever. Such as that movie was such a sleeper. Such it was. Sleeper. You just call me a piece of underwear? <laughs> chill, bro. You yeah, chill, bro. <laughs> Dude, that was like, oh, oh my god, yeah. Jack Black was in that. That's the yeah. only movie Jack Black. He's the one that, that said actually, that. Yeah, he's the only one. That's the only movie he's in that I actually like him in because I can't stand Jack Black for whatever reason. Yeah, he annoys me. But that's the only movie he was ever in that I liked. Man. My favorite Jeremy Renner movie is National Lampoon's Senior Trip. Have you ever seen that one? Oh my no. god, yeah, I ain't Jeremy seen that Reiner's one. one of his first films. I love that movie. I own that one too. Yeah, see, see, Ron, you're gonna have me digging in the crates. It's got Tommy Jones, their, uh, Tommy Chong is their bus driver, and they're going to DC from their school to meet the president. Oh, see, you're gonna, you're gonna have me digging in the crates now. It's got the dude from Kids in the Hall. He's the obsessive cross. Yeah. Kids in the Hall. That's only for the elite. <laughs> if you don't know Kids in the Hall, you're not elite. Dude, no, no, no. The, I, the I have... is the state. The state. Oh, yes. Yo, T, T, only the few. There's not many of us. If you go outside and you say that to someone, they're going to be like, yeah, the state we in, stupid. They don't know. <laughs> the kids in the hole, they'd be like, the kids need to be in class. They're not going to know. I cut your head. Cuss, cuss the state was the best, dude. I have that DVD set. Oh, my God. Did they got a DVD set for fucking kids in the hole? Yeah, I've seen it. I don't own that one, though. They were dipping their balls in pudding and shit, remember? Well, that, that's uh, the state. No. That was the state? Okay. Yeah. yeah remember the pudding? Like, oh, 
the pudding. Oh, yeah. You can ask yourself. I like the part when he goes, Barry and Levine, you know, uh, where did you get $145 worth of pudding? Don't worry, pretty little face, baby. <laughs> oh, my God, dude. Now, yep, now I got to go out and get it. That was the shit. That was the one where I can't remember the script. They were like, "Penguins ain't natural. Noah ain't take no penguins on the ark, so they're not natural." <laughs> that was a, that was the state. And to this day, if I talk to Mark and I tell him penguins ain't natural, he knows exactly where to go with that. Noah ain't put no penguins on the ark, so they not natural. God damn, see Ron, you gonna have me out you all night looking at movies, looking this shit up. <laughs> you know what I gotta watch? I ain't seen him forever. It's uh, Monty Python uh. Holy Grail. And Holy Grail? Remember how we used to Classic. watch that copy of Marks all the time? Classic. Even the kids record. Even even my older boys quote that movie. I Stephanie doesn't know what Monty Python is, so I've got to educate her on when, that. When we, when we play games, if we're playing a game and everybody's on, one of us will yell out, We are the knights that go meet. Like, everybody does it. <laughs> Like to everybody knows it. My kids, they were that damn sure wasn't their time, but they know that we're the knights that go meet. We fucking know that shit, and you should. <laughs> you cultured swine. That's that's what you should know. Now, oh, so if the state that was on HBO, I wonder if it's gonna. I wonder if I can Google, if I could search it on. No, HBO. the the state was on no, MTV. MTV. Yeah. Then you MTV. might be able to find it on. Uh, what is that? Paramount Plus. Oh, Paramount Plus, yeah. If you have that, it might be on there. Shit, I'm gonna have have, I, think, I think we do have Paramount Plus. And Kids in the Hall yeah, is on one of the comedy Kids in the Hall was, Kids in the Hall was definitely HBO. You can find Kids out in the on... Hall was Comedy Central, wasn't yeah. it? No, at first it was on HBO. Because um, we didn't, again, you know, the joys of New York City. We didn't get, I didn't get all the same cable channels you guys had. I didn't know about Disney Channel and Nickelodeon and Comedy Central and all that until I moved. When I lived in the city and we had cable, the only cable you had was uh, HBO. Showtime. Yeah, right, the same company owns HBO, owns uh, the Comedy Central too. Oh, wow. Yeah, no, we only so had. So it might one. be, you might be right when it started on HBO, they did just moved over to a sister network to play. Well, you know what? I think at first we only had one. Yeah, at first we only had one. And then that was when the box was analog. And then the box went digital. And then we had gotten more. But when it went digital, we still didn't get Nickelodeon. We didn't get Cartoon Network. We didn't get any of that. When we moved to Baltimore, that's when I discovered Johnny all those Bravo. things. Johnny Bravo. He was my hero. Oh, Cartoon Network back in the day was the best. I don't know what happened to it, but yeah, no. Adult Lab, Swim back then. Adult Swim. Space oh Ghost. Space, I'm about to say Space, Space Ghost, Ghost. Coast to Coast. I would just Space. laugh. It made no sense. <laughs> it's online. It's on. It's on. It's on one of the the, the channels. It's on uh, Hulu. Hulu. No, has it, it, you sure? Because it yeah. should be on uh, HBO Max because it's a Viacom station. Well, I know that I had searched it up. I thought I searched it up on Hulu, but like it only has certain it could be on episodes. There too. Well, Cartoon Network it only has certain episodes, but I would watch yeah. them because Cartoon Network is on Hulu. You can access. Yeah. Like I watched Dexter's Lab on there. Yeah, because so Cartoon I think Network is there. Warner Brothers, so uh, anything yeah. that has Warner Brothers, you might be able to access it on there. That show made no sense. Nothing on that show was coherent. He would one would say something. Space Ghost would say something. Drax would say something completely freaking <laughs> random. The laugh, <laughs> and we were like, "The fuck are you laugh?" And then, oh my god, I need, I need, I need, I need some edibles and and the space goes fucking marathon. I'd probably piss myself. 
Well, hey guys. Okay. Talking about quoting stuff, there's one movie I quote every day in my house or even out in public, and all my wife knows what I'm talking about because most people don't obsess over this movie, but it's once bitten. Oh my god, I love that movie. Jim Carrey. The Vampire. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I quote it all day. Just some basic line from my wife. She knows what I'm talking about. No Listen, one really I'm, knows. I'm, I'm, I'm going to need you, Ron. I'm, I'm going to need you to do, bro. I'm going to need you to get me a list together. Because you're naming gems, bro. You're naming fire gems that I need to get on my Amazon and, and add to the cart. Howard the Duck <laughs> is one you got to have. Those are, those are definitely fire movies. Remember, oh. You said once, what about um, Earth Girls Are Easy? Oh my god, I dude, I got that one on DVD. Damn, man. Guess I'm not going to bed tonight. I'm about to be looking <laughs> at these damn movies, man. And, and before every football season, I always have to watch Wildcats. <laughs> Wildcats! Goldie Hawn. Wildcats! Wesley Snipes, Woody Harrelson. Yes. Damn, I'm gonna have to yes. sit down and watch that one. I ain't watched that in forever. And LL Cool J's in it too. He was a Wildcats. He he was at their party they were having. He was rapping on stage. Oh shit! I didn't notice that. Well, and back then I wouldn't have anyway. Yeah, he's on the stage going football. Football. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that was the shit. Damn man. Overboard. Overboard. Dude, they they made a remake of that where the woman is the one who uh, is it's the, good is the one scamming. What was that? Kurt Russell and Goldie Hawn. Right? Yeah. He's talking about the remake. On the that was HBO man. Watched that all the time with Three Amigos. <laughs> three Amigos was it. We are the Three Amigos. I watched Three Shit man. That's a family classic in my day. My family. You say anything, three amigos, whole family jumping. That and coming to America. Whole family. They know everything. Kids, grandkids, we all quoting it. Stephanie is in here cleaning the living room, and she's under the TV stand, and she found a box where I got Hot Wheels in there, too. Uh, dude, there's a random time that I'll be in the house, and I'll start singing the song. What was it, Blue River, from when, when they were all camping in Three Amigos and the horses and the owls kicked in and shit? Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'll break into a random-ass song here sitting at the kitchen table. My yeah. damn wife over here married somebody with special needs and shit. It'd be just dead-ass quiet. And we'll be eating, and she'll say something, and it'll set it off in my head. Now i just, <laughs> She's like, what the fuck are you doing? Tip, bitch. We're going to sing this shit for like two months. I'm obsessed with one's been, like, on, on Friday... When it's my, my weekend starting, I peel out of work, play on the soundtrack. I got it downloaded to my phone. Oh, man. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I go hard in the paint, man. That's what I do. Last Dragon. Last Dragon has possibly one of the best uh, music That one's a fun movie. That's a fun movie, dude. I have, I have to collect this one on DVD. My wife bought it for me. I try Yay. to watch it on my long trips to Baltimore. I try to watch it with the kids. That one and uh, Mouse on a Motorcycle. That's a classic. Yeah. I was just thinking, it popped in my head, but the movie The Wizard came out, and everybody was excited to see it because it had the first it images the of Super Mario Brothers 3. And it had the glove that nobody had. Yeah. Yeah. That didn't take off at all. Nope, my cousin got it for Christmas that year. So excited to go to his house. We put that shit on, ain't know what the fuck to do. <laughs> that and track and field. Remember the Nintendo pad? Yep. You'd be jumping there. We never knew how to use that. No, I, don't, I never It never worked that well. <laughs> when I first 
when I first heard about a Nintendo pad, I'm like, they're, women, they're making women's hygiene products now? <laughs> <laughs> Dang, Super Mario. Yeah, I got the Super Mario the flow. It was green, so it looked like one of the tubes going in. He was hanging from the string and shit. Out there looking for freaking the princess. <laughs> That'd have been it, yo. Somebody needs to reach out to Nintendo. They need to put that out. It'll go big in Japan. <laughs> Japan got weird shit. They'll jump on that. They yeah, they do. It. They probably got it. Anyway, Nick said we were at 45 minutes about 25 minutes ago. Yeah, we're at two, we're at two hours now. Where's he sleeping, sleep, wearing a clock? We're at two hours now. <laughs> Just staring at it. <laughs> Damn, remember everybody used to wear those clocks too? I was talking the other day because I had I buy a lot of I like a lot of '80s watches. So I have a Swatch. I don't oh know the Shark Clips. I got a couple you of those. Just, you just had a Swatch watch. I'm gonna take y'all back. Money, I remember. Parker Lewis can't lose. <laughs> yes, synchronized watches. Show. That man had all the Swatch watches. <laughs> all of them. He had all the flavors. Damn. See, Ron, this why. See, Ron, see what you just did. Yeah, just took Pandora. So now I'm right there with Marty McFly. I just went back in time. Back to the future, homie. I just went back. Well, we got to put Nick to bed, so... Yeah. <laughs> All right, fellas. All right, next hold on one second. Episode. Litterbox is Rios, Ron, and Nicholas. We all three went to high school together. We're all three living in three different states. This is us just reminiscing and getting to talk about our lives. Shameless plug time, NWM Photography Studios. This is my photography studio. We do family portraits, maternity photos, sporting teams, church group photos. We don't have a studio. We will come to your location or if you want to do something more natural, the Lumber River is always a good place to go. I also sell my, what I call my wall art, which is the photos that I take the uh, landscape photos, so forth. Got photos of abandoned houses. It's all on Facebook. Check us out in WM Photography Studio at Facebook. And it has a link to our website.